All right, jerk offs. How you doing? How you feeling? It is me, Daniel Muggleton, finally returned from the USA. Uh, right up top, I want to apologize for this episode being late, but for once, not my fault. For once, not my fault. Uh, I got trapped in Phoenix, Arizona. I got to say, lovely city, Phoenix, Arizona. Everyone very friendly, but I was supposed to be there 50 minutes. And thanks to American Airlines, that turned into roughly 27 hours. Uh, Three of those hours spent on a plane, on the tarmac, while they tried to fix stuff before realizing they couldn't fix stuff, getting everybody to leave the plane, then being like, wait a second, we think we fixed the stuff. Well, then getting us back on the plane to sit there while they reset the computers, which on a plane apparently takes 50 minutes because they're not a phone. And then we were told that during the reset, they realized they hadn't fixed the problem and we were to leave the plane only for our plane to get canceled. Huh. Am I pissed? You bet I'm pissed. Uh, But I got to say, everyone who actually worked at Phoenix Airport was a goddamn hero, including the duty manager, Michael O'Shaughnessy, uh, who came and said hello and said he might check out my stand-up comedy special because it looked interesting. Uh, He gave us that hello because I was tweeting them all the time because apparently in 2019, if you want something to happen, if you want people to treat you better, you just got to tweet about it because if you ask... Like, if you do anything else, nothing seems to happen. But if you tweet about it, things happen immediately. I had people come and, like, apologize to me in person. I've had them give me vouchers and shit uh, for free flights in the future. Uh, Tweeting at people is how to do things. Uh, As a public person, that's kind of terrifying because Twitter scares me anyway. But, hey, if you are ever delayed at an airport just tweet that airline like a motherfucker tag me at dan muggleton i will retweet anything if it has to do with american airlines a truly horrific airline uh anyway so that was that i don't know i've never i've never been properly delayed before i've lost like a couple of hours here and there but i think just because like australian flights are so long and therefore so expensive they tend to fuck them up very rarely just because, you know, you got to jump, you got to jump across, you got to go like 22 hours, you got a connecting flight. So it's very rare in Australia that a flight gets cancelled, people get sent to the hotel, any of that business. Uh, but yeah, this is my first experience with it. And I got to, I got to say, I held it together pretty good. I didn't, I didn't yell at anybody. Uh, I, I didn't, I wasn't mean to anyone. I don't think I saw some good sassy moments from, uh, this, this guy was like yelling at the, like not yelling at the people, but just being very sarcastic to the people working at the desk in Phoenix. And then the guy, the guy working at the desk kind of jokingly gave him the microphone to be like, well, if, if you got something to say, why don't you say it so everyone can hear? And he's like, no, that's your job. And I was like, ha, oh, you're my hero. Um, but yeah, the, the, one, the one thing that just like when the flight got canceled, and I need to get back. And I apologize to anyone who tried to see me in Brighton or came to the Australian Comedians Dope Comedy Show. I miss those shows uh, because of the flight cancellation. Um, but uh, yeah, so when that got canceled, I there was like another flight to London with a different airline. And like just in that dumb, rage-filled moment, I was like, I'm going to walk across. 
I'm just going to go up to the desk and get me and my girlfriend on that flight. And then my girlfriend stayed in the line with the airline. We're actually flying on. Remember, American Airlines, that is who, resp- who is responsible for this delay. American Airlines, do not confuse them with any other competent airline. American Airlines, they are more like an airport than an airline because they seem to specialize at keeping you on the ground in an expensive place. Am I over it yet? Probably not. Uh, but anyway, so I was walking over to another airline that were flying to London and like just in that kind of rage cloud where you're like, I'm going to get on this plane through pure self-righteousness. And then I was in the line and my girlfriend was messaging me being like, hey, so we got the booking for another flight tomorrow. We got the hotel thing. We got the food thing. And I was just in that line. I was like one person from the front. And then I realized I had no idea what I was going to say to these people. Like, you know that thing where you're like, I just, I, I, I haven't, rehearsed the speech like i haven't figured out the play here but i'm just mad enough to walk over anyway and assume what i need to happen will definitely happen that was that i was just going to walk up to an airline that i had no booking with that i had no connection to and did not like in my head there was no way i was going to pay for a flight because that would be insane so i was just like gonna walk over and be like excuse me i need to go to london you're flying to London and you're going to put me on that plane because that's how this works. And I just, I just finally realized in that moment that I was just essentially going up to a stranger and asking them for a lift because I needed to go to a place and this was British Airways. So, I, you know, they were going to London and since I now am a resident of the UK, I figured they were obligated. Idiot. Absolute idiot. So, I just walked off. We went to a hotel, caught the flight the next day. Was it delayed the next day? You bet it was delayed. Another three hours. I know Phoenix Airport oh so well now. Oh so well. Um, But anyway, that is why this episode is late. That is why I miss those shows. And never, ever fly American Airlines if you can avoid it. Because when the plane finally got in the air uh, to to London... I got to say, their food, I know people complain about airline food, but I actually kind of like airline food. I think it's fun. I think, I think it's just like you get to picture what your life would be like if you lived off those microwavable meals the whole time. And it's like, it's a good motivation to not do that. But, you know, in moderation, it's kind of fun. And there's always like the, the two options that couldn't be like, they're like trying to be like two completely different options, but they're always essentially the same thing. Because they need to put them with like emodium so you don't shit on the plant, right? Everybody knows that. Uh, anyway, the American Airlines food was so bad. Like it was just, it looked bad. Like it looked like they weren't trying. I think I snapped my knife trying to butter uh, like a bread roll. It was just like it was just that kind of like a night. It was like a parody of '90s shitty airline food. Like it was, it was amazing. And I got to say, they had one of the oldest flight attendants I've ever seen in my life. He was this dude. He had like a full gray hair, full gray mustache, and a full gray goatee, which is not the creepiest goatee color, but it's definitely the color of goatee where the man should be retired. But like, I reckon he was somewhere between 70 and 80 years old. Like he had like a visual struggle walking down the aisle. And I just pray to God, is never involved in any kind of emergency because he would be the first person needing to be saved. <laughs> Definitely. Anyway, uh, that's a lot of chat. 
at the top of what is going to be a bit of a long episode because one thing, since I've moved to the UK, I have a bunch of Australian comedians asking me what it's like over here, asking me questions about the UK comedy scene, asking about what's kind of happened to me. Uh, So I thought this episode would be a good time to get on my friend Grant Bousset, who moved to the UK roughly the same time as me, maybe like a few months later. And we have both had quite different experiences here, uh, both successful experiences, both like positive experiences, but his more through the festival side of things and mine more through the club side of things. So if you're an Australian comedian or a comedian from anywhere outside of the UK thinking of moving, uh, this I think will be a pretty enlightening chat. Uh, you'll you'll kind of hear like the intricacies of the scene, like the little different things, like the different changes between Australia and the UK and hopefully it'll help you if you want to come over here and want to make a smooth little transition. Uh, Before we dive in, if you have liked the special, which a lot of you have, thank you so much for reviewing. Uh, A lot of people in the reviews saying they found the special through the podcast. Uh, It is available on Amazon Prime around the world. Daniel Muggleton, Let's Never Hang Out. That's the title. Uh, Go check it out. You can stream it for free with Prime. Or you can rent it for like a couple of bucks uh, if that is your thing. And if you would take the time to review, I really appreciate it because it makes me look good to Comedy Dynamics and Amazon Prime. And they're going to keep it up there and show it to more people. All right. That's a big intro. But like all delays, they must come to an end. Let's get into this week's chat with Australia's own beautiful, a beautiful man, Grant Bousset. start here and then like how's the volume the volume's good the volume's you're, good you're, you're looking good basically cool, cool, cool. if you're if you're there you're perfect Sweet. um I, so I can i can fix things in post oh yeah i call yeah. it post it's me with audacity on my laptop that's it great i'm a logic dream. man personally logic oh so this is like this is where yeah i i like i would say spent 10 minutes yeah learning how to use audacity and then i've just released things <laughs> well yeah you don't really change once you've got one yeah mainly because then you have to pay for another program is not audacity free i don't know i don't know Look, logic logic's logic i remember paying like a deal like 200 bucks yeah five years ago and and, it's, oh. and i've still had it and i'll get the updates I just kind of got in at the right time. Okay, you were the ground floor. They were like, we really need to launch this thing. Let's call up Busey. Yeah. Get him in here. Yeah. Before the, now it's like ridiculously expensive. Really? So you actually did save yourself a bargain. I just got to say. It's one of the first, only first adopter kind of things I've ever Really? Like I like, I came to Twitter late, Facebook late, Instagram late, all of those things. I, I was like, when was late Twitter? Because I think I got Twitter kind of early, but I didn't really know what it was for. I didn't understand. I mean, like the first first people on Twitter were like Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, I think he was the first like megastar. Twi- Twitter star. A Twitter star. Twitter star? Twitter I remember, star. I thought Russell Brand had a lot early. And I remember because, I, I just remember because his, his handle was like Rusty Rockets. Like, you know that <laughs> thing... Well, it's like with email addresses, like your hotmail was just kind of dumb. Like he just yeah, stayed yeah. there. He was he like, just kept it. Yeah, he hasn't lane. changed like Russell Brand now. He hasn't got a Gmail. He's just stuck with the. 
Yeah. You know, Rusty Rockets at Hotmail. <laughs> Rusty Rockets 69 at Hotmail. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Just like that fucking shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was, I was actually going to say, right at the top, sitting with Grant Busey. 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 Because like every time I say it and introduce you, you've never corrected me, but then you say your name again and I'm like, oh, it's not exactly how I said it. I, I really don't care. You don't care? <laughs> ah. Because if it's if it's wrong, I can make a joke out of it. If it's right, then it's right. Yeah. <laughs> what was that gig where you got brought on as like Steve? Bus- <laughs> yeah. That was the best. I love that so much. Steve Buscemi. Oh, man, that was great. That was really funny. The MC was so embarrassed. But no, I, I try to get it right because people fuck my name up and I get shitty. But like Muggleton is not. Is that how? You, wait, fuck. No, is Muggle, that how Muggleton is absolutely fine. Yeah, exactly how you'd say it. But like people, I don't know. Muggleton. No, the main one I get, and it's happened in the UK way more than in Australia, and I yeah. don't understand why. Because like it's an English name, they speak fucking English. I don't get it. Yeah. Muggington. Heaps of them say Muggington. Like lots. Wow. I would say I would say it's happened ten plus times. Muggington. Welcome to the stage, Daniel Muggington. And Muggington sounds less like a name. I'm even just used to my name. Does Muggington sound less? It's, uh, it sounds rougher. Rougher. <laughs> it's incapable of more violence. That's yeah. Like, okay, yeah. Muggington. Like, this is a guy who... Oh, yeah. Okay, Mugging. All right, I'm with you now. Yeah, no, but yeah, yeah. Like, it's... His whole family are muggers. And then Muggleton, you know, has the non-magic folk thing the harry potter thing that's yeah, why yeah. that's why i thought that would be the bit that people would most easily return yeah like i mean that's the first thing i thought of when i read yeah. your name yeah everyone's like oh that, that's weird as well people are like do you have any oh you get, must have a lot of harry potter jokes and i'm like nope <laughs> i don't get it <laughs> not a single I one what how? that's I don't, how, I don't know how you do with your glasses and your look how you don't get this with my look you're saying I look like a fucking dork? <laughs> you know, you just look like you're incapable of magic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I don't believe in it. I'm the guy standing there being like, it's a trick. It's not real. <laughs> That's me. That's my entire personality. It's like, no, seriously, how'd you do it? <laughs> Tell me the truth. What's a spell? Fuck off. Where's the rabbit? You know, that's... Love the Harry Potter books, though. Loved them. I was, yeah. I, that was like, as a, as a teen, that was like kind of all I read. I just read them over and over. Yeah, that was... That Which only, is a weird move. It's the only like long, long form series that I'd ever, I, I think I've ever read. Yeah. In, in terms of I had the patience to read seven books. And that was fucking thick, you know? Like they really started maxing out by the end there. They're like a reverse Game of Thrones. They got fatter as they went on. And now there's all the prequels. And yeah. Sequels. I like that. I like that she's just on Twitter, like taunting people. Yeah, like, I she, do enjoy she's, that. She's given up all. It's like I love your books. It's like, <laughs> yeah, well, Dumbledore's gay. <laughs> I'm like, that's pretty funny. Did like, you hear the one about the uh, that there's, there were no toilets in Hogwarts? She just like released that there were no toilets in Hogwarts, and people just vanished their poop, and they just went in the halls, and everyone just got like, how dare you ruin Hogwarts for us? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, the name is named after a pig and a skin condition it's yeah. it was always gross <laughs> <laughs> this is not a nice place yeah, yeah. no that's, that's quite funny because like yeah i remember have you ever seen the movie mole rats 
It's no. like a Kevin Smith movie. I don't know why I've seen it, but I've seen it like a few times. And it's like... Mall rats. Mall rats, yeah. It's basically about these dudes like way too into comic books and kind of losers and stuff. Ben Affleck's in it. Anyway. Um, okay. <laughs> just fun fact. Just to save people IMDb-ing it. Pre-Batman. Pre-Batman. Way pre-Batman. This is like 90s. Or maybe like early 2000s. But anyway, mm. it's just like the guy's too into comic books and he keeps like focusing on like the dicks of superheroes. <laughs> Just like that's like a constant source of conversation. It's just like, yeah, like what about the Hulk? Does like his penis like get greener and bigger as well? Like, like that kind of thing. I mean, God, you've opened a can of worms here now. Well, I mean, look, now I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> well, just, I was just thinking, like, J.K. Rowling is just answering those questions, like just for like the freak who just wants to know too much. She's like, yeah. I'm going to tell you. Yeah. Like, I'm not. And the greatest thing is she doesn't even have to really think about it. She just goes. In this yeah and everyone has to just believe it yeah she's right by definition yeah it's like sorry did you create the harry potter universe yeah. then they vanish their shits all right yeah. just deal with it but yeah it's um no so the name yeah the name thing no jokes about it though why would you do yes. jokes about it why would you do harry potter jokes come on puns really mm. what am i british well, fuck off with your puns well the pronunciations i always got it's because, one, people have uh, so incompetent in adding the accent above the E. So I mean, we're Australian. We don't speak a second language. Exactly. And English yeah. E's have no accents. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I get bussy. 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 I don't mind bussy. That's all right. I've, uh, growing up, it was often boozy. Boozy? Boozy. I'm okay with boozy. Is that like a nickname as well? Uh, yeah, like booze, boozy. Uh, boozy. Boozy. Yeah. Boozy. Um... So there's that, um, Buse. 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 See that um, one, that's, yeah, that's... That's I don't know. too close to abuse for me. Yeah, uh, but I just don't <laughs> like it. Just Buse. It's like, it no it one, sounds... What is it, like Bose? It strangely like, sounds like, more posh than Buse. <laughs> <laughs> you are absolutely right, it does. <laughs> this is Grand Buse. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, how does that work? Because Buse sounds like bougie. Yeah. What is it? Is it French? It's just fucking classy, mate. What is it? It's got to be something. <laughs> it's, it's not just I, like a, a bogan playing around with letters. <laughs> <laughs> it's just got bored. Yeah, just like fucking put a thing on top of the air. What does it mean? Fuck to find out. <laughs> um, I think it's German. There's some French thing in there somewhere. I'm not, I, I, I don't really t- think about it too much. Really? Yeah. You, you haven't delved? Haven't looked in? I, 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 the past is the past. <laughs> <laughs> Grant, Grant Boos, <laughs> another proverb, classic. Yeah. That's interesting. So yeah, because I, I didn't look into it either, like my name and stuff. And people here, because like, I got like my, my family like invented a religion. What? Like, yeah. What's the religion? Muggletonianism. This isn't a lie. It sounds like a lie, but it's not a lie. So the muggles have their own... Correct. Mysticism. <laughs> we do. <laughs> but like, and people are like, what, what about it? And I'm like, I don't know. You must have. There's a Wikipedia page and shit explaining it. Uh, but like, I don't... So my, my my heritage, I think, is German, Danish, Irish, and there's this like weird family thing where we're like, Ooh, is it like one sixteenth Indian? Like okay. So like, Ooh, maybe <laughs> Ooh. I, I think it's just to give us some yeah some flavor some culture. <laughs> some culture. Yeah. So I was gonna say you've just got like a palette of paint. Like what colors are you in that palette? That'll be white <laughs> and, a, and a and a light gray with <laughs> a dash of Viking. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean that's one thing over here that I've noticed when I'm like up north when I get brought on as an Australian and I walk out. Yeah, people are disappointed. 
People... Yeah, because the novelty is completely worn off. No, but like, I don't mean like, they're not like disappointed that there's an Australian on. They're disappointed that this, like, that I'm what an Australian looks like. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. All right. They yeah. want. Whereas I'm kind of exactly. almost the opposite stereotype. Yeah. You're like, oh, that's definitely an Australian. I'm, I'm <laughs> he the, teaches I'm the surfing. Yeah. He fingers mums. That's what he does. He's got paid to say, where the bloody hell are you? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. All that kinda... shit. Every, yeah. And then I, I lean into it here with yeah. the, I was on Neighbours 2011, four episodes. But were you? I was. <laughs> it's not a joke that I do. <laughs> I, it's, and um, like my housemate Elf, mm. she, she said, you need to use it. Honestly, you need to use it. And in the new show, it's like an ongoing gag. But the amount of times now after I do a show, people want to get a photo because I was on Neighbours. And I'm like, this is nine years ago and it was (laughs) four episodes. That's so funny. Like they've just seen you do an hour of comedy and they're like, can we get a photo since you're on Neighbours? Exactly. (laughs) Like we don't want a photo of Grant Grant Buzet, the comedian. We want want Grant Booth's actor. (laughs) (laughs) That's who we want. Yeah, it's it's but I mean ever since I've been leaning into it, yeah, the, um, I've had way more traction. What people remember press press wise and stuff like it gives I, them something to put in the article. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. they know former was, former neighbor star, grandpa yeah, say yeah, like yeah. whatever. It's you know, it's it's so weird and like you know, f- as an Aussie, yeah, his neighbors like and <laughs> mm. it's like who cares? All right, you're yeah. on, you're on. You're on channel 10's third channel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. Is it, is it still going? or is it... it is going, I believe. I haven't checked. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like we just aren't even sure. But I think the difference is like in Australia, like people like neighbors, whatever, like who cares? Whereas like in England and like the UK, the equivalent things, like people like them. Like, like them. Yeah. Like Coronation Street and like all that yeah. kind of crap. Like they all like. Extenders. Yeah. Is that, is that the one? That, that's one of them yeah, yeah that's yeah. definitely one of them and just like yeah like they do know about it like i think it's like a very english thing like all the kind of stereotypical stuff like weatherspoons like yeah just get an english person talking about weatherspoons and they'll just fucking preach preach yeah. like they're the choir and i love how our equivalent is the rsl and yes no one young goes there. <laughs> <laughs> no one's being like man it's so fucking cheap at the ari do you go down it's like no, <laughs> no. absolutely not no maybe the surf club <laughs> if we but, can't be fuck leaving the beach yeah exactly yeah it's like if it's if it's convenient oh bowls barefoot bowls is that a I thing i mean that's a thing that's a thing in melbourne as well because sydney yeah, yeah. fucking loves a barefoot See, remember bowl. i was 21 years in brisbane were you that long in brisbane yeah i, yeah, yeah. I was raised brisbane in earlier. brisbane um yeah yeah okay and then you moved down to melbourne 21 when you got that sweet acting gig uh, <laughs> <laughs> i i i went to melbourne with my ex at the time and then yeah you know here i was going oh melbourne you know cultural capital of australia i yeah. might get some more gigs down there now i live in london <laughs> <laughs> and i am getting gigs here i just yeah. want you to know yeah it hasn't just been a massive hail mary <laughs> drop the pass again just like oh yeah. boy yeah no that must be interesting because like yeah i guess just because i'm from sydney like i never moved mm-hmm. around australia for comedy i was like yeah yeah, it's here or elsewhere. Well, I, ha- I wasn't doing comedy at that time. Like, ah. I mind you, I I'd, I'd done my first gig. Yeah, with guitar or without guitar? Without guitar. Without I, guitar. I did the raw comedy competition, the Melbourne uh-huh. Comedy Festival. That's our yeah. equivalent of "So You Think You're Funny." If yeah. you're a British listener, and I got state finals, 
Great. and stuff. And it was my first ever comedy gig. I had never done comedy before. So like it, it went, went well. It went well. Pretty much as good um, as you can hope. Yeah. And then, you know, didn't get through. Yeah. Didn't do comedy for like three years. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, it was kind of like an experiment because I was, I was doing, like this is in the days where I was doing theatre and, and I was doing a show and there was um, Colin Lane from Lane Owen Woodley yes. in the show and David Collins from Umbilical Brothers. Right, and they two were two halves of Australia's most famous double acts. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. And they they were just like I was quite friendly with them, and they just encouraged me to do it. And like right. I remember, like it was interval of um, the show that we were doing. It was doing Mikado, which is like an operetta, um, Japanese. Well, it's very English. Oh. <laughs> I mean, my, my school put it on when I was in year eight. I just kind of took it in is, some it of it. It is Japanese, set. but it's written by Gil- okay. Gilbert and Sullivan. Okay. Um, so it's as... T- typical Japanese names, Gilbert and Sullivan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the most <laughs> British take on Japanese culture you could imagine. Well, that's what you British know. people do. Yeah. <laughs> hey, let, let, me, let me tell you what your problem is. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it was like the Beautiful. interval time, and I did my practice my my um loose five. You lose five, <laughs> and and they gave me tips and stuff. I did the thing and went, wait anyway. to like to Leonard Woodley and the Umbilical Brothers. You're just like, hey, so I was thinking about talking about and this. the rest of the cast, <laughs> and I just did the five minutes, and they're like, okay, yeah, you, you should tighten that up, do that, the kind of thing. It was like a re when I look back on it, I'm like, that was my start in comedy. <laughs> Pretty good it's, start. It's a crazy kind of, you know, mm. incident, and that that I never really pursued. And then, then I I was trying to do the um, TV and the theater and down yeah. in Melbourne and stuff. Like Noth- act- acting, yeah, sure. Um, nothing was really happening. Yeah. Um, and then I did one. Strangely, for the neighbors gig, yeah, I had to learn guitar for the audition. I didn't get that part. I got. Well, some, you didn't always play guitar. No, man. No. I was, what? A, I was a singer. I've always been a singer. Right. And then I had to learn guitar for the Neighbours thing. So this is like, what, like nine years ago. Yeah. And then I just kept it up and I wrote, wrote like a dumb kind of song and did it at an open mic night kind of thing. Yeah. At a burlesque bar. It was like a variety thing. Of course then, it was a fucking burlesque bar. Of course. Just because everything about Grant like kind of implies some kind of tantric thing. You're right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you'll, you'll realize when you see a photo of him, but like, yeah, just, just for anyone, you're just like, oh yeah, that makes sense. And then the craziest thing was like, I hadn't made money out of performing for about three years or something down right. in Melbourne. And then I did this one stupid song, I think about bums, I think. Nice. <laughs> um, and they said, oh, you want to come back on Saturday? We'll give you 50 bucks just to do yeah. that again for like the main shows. And right. I was like... Oh, yeah. Okay. I and want then, fifty bucks. And I went, all right. And <laughs> and then I start. That was literally how I became a musical comic. Was because so then they kept booking me and they're like, you need more material. And I'm like, um, so all like right, I write a new song. Burlesque. Through burlesque. Through a burlesque night. So it's yeah. like a bunch of girls with the the tassels. Yeah. And yeah. then and then you doing a song. Yeah. Well, I mean, like girls with the tassel. Burlesque- I've never been to a burlesque thing. Bur- burlesque acts are like three minutes long, ah. and you know, there's three burlesque acts. On a night, yeah, and you need some, interval. and then they need to change, and they do two acts each. You need something to fill the time. You need an yeah. MC to fill when things go yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got gotcha. you. And that was how it all began. And that really. was the start. That was the start. And that's why I've all, like a lot of my stuff has 
a sexual nature to it at the start of my career. Yeah. Because it was Cause what this you knew. cheeky thing in burlesque bars. You needed to be a little bit... Yeah, because like yeah. you're in between titillation. Yeah. That's the fancy word for getting a heart on, I've heard. <laughs> um, as far as I know. I mean, that's not encouraged in burlesque bars. <laughs> See, just, I've never been. This is why it's good to know. Like, it's good for me to learn about what's acceptable at burlesque. Um, yeah. Uh, I, sorry. I'm not meaning to demean burlesque. It's just, I don't fucking know about it. Uh, anyway. I mean... The whole point is titillation and... Uh, yes, uh, and I do have the right idea. Yeah, but, it, but it's like, it's quite... The one thing about burlesque is that it's quite like um, political a lot of the time, right? Like they kind of... I mean, it can be. It, yeah, can be can, it can be really silly. It's quite broad. It, it's it's whatever... It's kind of like how comedy's gone as well. Like no, I mean, you, comedy's a bloke with a leather jacket <laughs> and a brick wall, all right? And when I say bloke, I mean bloke, all right? Narrow. <laughs> I got a narrow definition of comedy. That's a joke. <laughs> Oh, I get so many letters these days. Um, <laughs> before your th- yeah, my older listeners, they, they, your listeners. they get mad. Nah, I think I think by this point they understand my point of uh, my sense of humor. Yeah. Um, but okay, that's a really interesting start. Uh, but I didn't realize the guitar thing because like I've known you yeah. mainly over here. Like I, I most mem- people don't know me with like without a guitar. At this point, I I had longish hair, but like not like long like I have now. Most people mm. when they say, "Oh, you had short hair," and you're like. Like, oh, that's what? weird too. Yeah, because I, yeah. I think my f- my first kind of like memory of you is Melbourne Comedy Festival, mm. um, flyering because you know you're like everyone's on the Maltesers? steps flying Maltesers, absolutely right. Maltesers guy. It was Maltesers guy. If you don't know, like flying in Melbourne is like a shit fight. Like, yeah, if you think Edinburgh Fringe or like stuff around London can be bad, like Melbourne, it's like. Well, like a 20... Let's get all the comics, put them in one place. Yeah, and... it's like 20 square meters and there's like yeah. a board of shows, but not all the shows. Yeah, and most of the comics flyering don't have their name on the board. Yeah. And so all the audiences would be like, oh, are you on the board? And then, no. Right, no. no, so they, then, then they go, oh, so yeah. you're not like a it's good really comic. It's really like, <laughs> kind of like Times Square, like a really small like Times Square. It's like people kind of accost you if you, if you, yeah. if you stand still. Yeah, if you There's stand still, people yeah. coming up to you trying to pitch you on stuff, and that's how I remember. But like, I don't even know if you were flying your own show, or like. Oh, it was my show because I mean I was using Maltesers because I was like, um, take a flyer, get a Malteser, mm. and and everyone's just like, oh Malteser, yeah, I'll have a fucking Malteser. Oh, the Malteser. Right. It's, yeah, easy, it's okay. easier than trying to pitch a show. Yeah, it's easier than being like, oh man, it's a fucking inspiration. Yeah, <laughs> you'll laugh, you'll cry, it'll change your life. So fuck off. Yeah, I mean it was an easy, easy in, and then like once I've got once they've taking the flyer then they're they're mine they're yours yeah and was that was you doing like a solo thing in melbourne yeah like yeah. just yeah. With, with the guitar with guitar uh, with guitar with guitar i mean my first hour was a duo show uh-huh. um and when was this, when the was shuffle this? show oh, this 2000 the shuffle show with elena yeah yeah, yeah. i know elena 2015 14 around that time uh okay cool yeah so like pretty much the same time this yeah. is yeah and so is, yeah, yeah shuffle show was a thousand songs in one hour mashup right. show yeah um needed you needed two people to pull it off yeah um but that was my first hour and then the next and then next so, year's now i'm on to my fourth this one's my fourth yeah, and it's all kind yeah. of been solo comedy. Solo musical comedy. From musical now, comedy. From now. And you came to the UK about a year ago? Uh, yeah, yeah. Pretty much a year and I'm like half. Year, no, no, year and a half. A year and like half a month. Something like that. 
a year. Let's just go for a year, uh, yep, Dan. Yeah, there we go. We'll make it easy. Round, <laughs> round it down. <laughs> round it down. Everyone's like checking his visa, being like, fuck, I think he's not accurate. Well, because of my my crazy um, adventure getting here. Right. Uh, I don't know when my visa, like my visa had started and then I had to get it redone. Wait, what's the crazy adventure? Do I, I don't think I know this. You don't, like the, the passport story? No. Okay, well, oh. They, oh, they right, right. Okay, we don't both, have enough time to, to cover it all, but I'll give you like the quick notes. Just for anyone else, we're both on the tier five visa, yep. which is the, the easy visa that you can get if you're like, I think it's like part of like the G8. I think I've tried to figure this out. That's the countries who can get it. Oh, the country's okay. part of the G8 because I thought it was Commonwealth countries, but it's not. Oh wow! It's like it's like rich countries. Oh, like right. it's it's very rude <laughs> as a, as a system. But I fucked mine up because I put like an out of date bank statement or something. Of course you did. Of course I did. And then so I had to like drive down to the British High Commission in Canberra to get it on the Friday so I could fly it on the Monday no. with my girlfriend who would have fucking murdered me. Yeah. Had I missed that flight, and it was really funny because like they knew me. When I go to the high commission, they're like, "Oh, you're the you're the guy who fucked up the visa." Yeah, cool, come on in. Mate, like, they were they thought it was mate, very funny. So, British what's yours? Knows me. Um, <laughs> uh, like, oh. so I, you know, I packed up everything, sold all my shit, had mm. a flight from Melbourne to Doha. Yeah, which is Qatar for people playing at home, um, <laughs> and then Doha to um, UK. Yeah, and I was traveling with two of my mates. We we're going to go do a whiskey trip for the first two weeks sure. up in Scotland, two or three weeks up in Scotland as kind of like a last hurrah before I, you know, mm. stay in London. Yeah. So on that first flight from Melbourne to Doha, my passport got stolen on the plane by the guy sitting next to me um, while I was sleeping. He just went into the overhead and picked it out. So in Doha, then I'm Wait, get- did people like see this or something? No, like, no, everyone. Just- I, I, I didn't realize it was him until later, which I'll tell you about. Okay. Um, wow. All I remember is... Such a he, all I remember move. he was going to Zurich. Yeah. And this will come into play later. <laughs> okay, um, sure. And then, so I get off. I can't get onto my next flight. Yeah. Because I don't have a passport. Of course. And then... So all, in Doha. So, in Doha. So yeah. my f- Middle Eastern airport. Yeah. Right? And so my friends are like... Fuck, 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 fuck. Oh, they end up going ahead and I say, I'll, I'll get there. I'll catch, just, just yeah. go. It's your holiday. Don't stay with me. Um, so then I get detained in Doha without food or water for 29 hours. <laughs> Why are you detained? Do they well, think you're like a refugee or something? Well, there's no identification, no anything and stuff. Um, meanwhile, all my belongings have gone through to Heathrow. <laughs> Great. <laughs> because... I shared my belongings with the other guys, right. so like with their ex- excess luggage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I had no, no clothes or anything. All I had in my name was my guitar, and but the guitar was with you. Guitar and a suit. <laughs> <laughs> the guitar wasn't with me. The guitar was under my name in the in the, the hall. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, so <laughs> I end up getting deported back to Sydney. I'm from Melbourne, everyone listening. Yeah. <laughs> Which is the distance from London to Rome. Like, yeah. something like that. About a thousand kilometers. Yeah. Um, I don't know anyone there. So, I like, meanwhile, in this whole experience, I've been talking to my, my, um, my friends and they've been, and my sister, who's been, you know, working on the, on the back, back Emergency channels. passport or something. Yeah. Yeah. They had to bring someone out of maternity leave in Doha to get me out of the country. <laughs> Um, and so then I have to get a new passport, yeah. a new visa, 
Meanwhile, all my my closest mates are in Scotland drinking whiskey. <laughs> um, so f- two weeks later, five grand later, doing all these emergency visas. The, um, oh, by the way, here's the thing. They found my passport in Zurich. They just so, found it? In Zurich. And they had gotten it back to me while I was in the airport, but I had already um, cancelled it. it. So I couldn't fly on with it. Uh, so I had to go back. So I, I get it all the wait. So new like visa. while you were still in Doha, yeah, they got the passport back. Yeah, fuck man. And I got the new visa and the new oh. passport. All of emergency timing, so yeah. I paid like triple. Yeah, to yeah, get yeah. it done. I had to do that. <laughs> <sighs> and it's and then uh, the Australian feds think there's something fishy going yeah. on because my 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 seat got changed like right at the last minute and all it, they who knows what it is what what yeah. it actually is and i don't think i'll ever know but then Wait, i so they were worried about you were worried about the guy or worried about they were like, worried the that there was a bit of a conspiracy <laughs> jesus christ and that it will happen again yeah and so and they, they just fucked with the wrong person because I had enough I had like my sister had this international lawyer <laughs> that she was on a girls night with <laughs> with her who was working on my behalf um, Jesus and it was it was crazy and then I get a flight back to the UK and because I want to catch up with the last like few days of my mates in Scotland you're still trying to get on this trip I'm still trying to get on this oh, damn man. trip fucking love the boys and um <laughs> And so I go to Glasgow, yeah. which is um, not your usual entry point to the UK. No. <laughs> I know because the, the, the entrance of officer was like, oh, we never get these. <laughs> 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 um, then I took like a six hour bus ride up to... to uh, Aberdeen to, or... No, it was um, or something? Isle of Skye. Oh, right. They were in Isle of Skye at that point. Oh, fucking hell. And um, of course, they'd forgotten... They brought the wrong bag... So then I get there and all my clothes are actually still in London. <laughs> oh, man. So Are you still, still wearing the suit? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, I'd done a, um, uh, a Kmart run oh, back, in, back in Oz. And so I you're had some, good. I had some stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then, but because I didn't want to buy another flight down from yeah. where we ended up in Edinburgh, I had to take an 11-hour mega bus or something oh, down so to long. London. And so the whole thing, you know, like people getting com- complaining about a three-hour Ryanair delay, and I'm yeah, just like, three hundred and twenty-one hours, man. Three hundred and twenty-one. Yeah. Fuck me. I think that's what I worked it out. To and that—that that was your introduction to the UK. That was, um, and you know, there were points where I'm like, I think I've made the wrong mistake. <laughs> this is a sign. <laughs> yeah. I don't think people want me here. Yeah. Had you had you been before? Like just like traveling and yeah, stuff? Yeah, I mean or? I'd done Edinburgh twice before. Oh, you and I'd traveled ah, on another occasion. I didn't realise you'd done I thought uh, last year was your first Edinburgh. Everyone says that. Really? Everyone asked me oh, I get is this your as, first Edinburgh. I get that as well though. Because I just yeah. did free fringe and I did it quite like just you know, I just did the show. Yeah. And but I, really I think that's how Edinburgh works, is you know, you've gotta make a little splash. You've gotta keep going before mm. like you you won't even get on people's radar until the third year. Yeah, and I mean I had a good Edinburgh last year. Yeah, well, we're we're gonna get we're gonna get yeah. into that. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna start we're gonna start with London because you come across to London. London. Because that's the thing. I you know I usually talk to people from everywhere else. I learn yeah. a lot about their countries and shit. But you're Australian. I know no. about Australia. Yeah, we're fine. We're fine. We fucking get it. Yeah. 
But yeah, you've mate. come here through the most trying possible circumstances. Yeah. And you've settled in. And then I moved to London. And then you moved to London, <laughs> which is a difficult place. A trying place. It is yeah. a trying place. That is absolutely right. It's great, but it's hard. <laughs> It's, yes. not a, it's, not, it's not set on easy, you know, the video game. It's not set on easy. Yeah, yeah. It's on... Did you have somewhere to live? Um, I did. I had organized all that. Yeah. Um, job. Uh, job. I was doing the teaching kind of thing because I've been a teacher for last... Yeah, but you had, you had that set up before I had you got it here? all set up, everything. Okay. So you slotted in. I slotted in quite well. Yeah. Like, I, like I, I mean, this is a long time coming. I'd wa- always wanted to kind of live yeah, in a different yeah, yeah. country. So I'd, I knew... I always had a, one of my best mates that I did a, a radio show with back in Oz. He right. lives here now. Uh-huh. And he was helping me out with setup and just, mm. you know, like, and stuff like that. So you so, had a crew. Because I think that's... I had a, it's so important to have a crew here. Yeah. And, like, the general Australian experience, I think, is, like, n- none of us are, like, the first, the first to, you know, land. Yeah. It's like there's, like, there's, like, the initials party. And then you kind of replace... Like, you kind of yeah. come in. They help you in. Yeah. And then they go back to Australia. It's a revolving and then you help door next... of visas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> of tier fives. And then you help like the next generation in. And then yeah, they yeah. like, you know, you take their house and they take your house and then yeah. you go back to Australia and yeah. have children because that's what you do there. Yeah. That's, that's what it's for. Yeah. <laughs> Australia is for child rearing and that's about it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Can you procreate while getting a tan? Fuck yeah, you can. Get out there, Australia. Um, but... So, okay, so you, you kind of had like the comfortable then, but you came here mainly for comedy, specifically comedy? Specifically, yeah. Not, not was... acting, done with acting. Well, I mean, if it, if it pops up. If it pops up, yeah, go nuts. But, but yeah, um, first, first entry point, comedy. Yeah, it was, it was really a career move. Like, I was 28 at the time. It was, yeah. you know, the visa, I think you can only get to your 30. And yeah. I thought, if I'm going to try and do this, then that's, this, is the, this is the time. May as well have a crack. Have a crack. All right. And then how, how was like the comedy initially? How um, was settling into the scene? Well, I remember having a really rough first gig. Okay. And stuff. I had a rough gig last night. So, <laughs> you know, these things happen. But um, I mean, I've never had it's one, just but, yeah. getting accustomed to references and... Right. The different kind of crowds you can get, I find. Yes. I um, think a because I don't really, I don't really gig in London. I gig in out of London most of my gigs. Yes. Um, London's got its own very unique kind of crowd that I. Well, London just like it's a big city. Yeah. It's very international. Yeah. It may as well. It could be anywhere. It could be anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Like it doesn't. I don't. I don't think London gigs feel English. Yeah, like I, I agree with that. If you make fun of Hull or some shit, they're um, still going to be yeah. like, yeah, get them. But, and it's always, know. I mean, in a London gig, I find, unless you're in one of those big places like mm. the Comedy Store or well, Top Secret or something like, something mm. like that, um, all the gigs are like 10 people <laughs> or something. I felt like it's, it's either a massive, great comedy room or yeah. just like a pub with a few, few people that went, oh, comedy's on. Yeah, I definitely, there is, like, in London... Because they're so spoiled for choice. Yeah, and, like, compared to Australia, like, just for people who kind of don't know Australian comedy, like, we have kind of talked about it a bit on this thing. Melbourne, I know, is quite infamous for open mics yeah. where the crowd are just comedians. Like, yeah. it's, like, it's, you know... So infamous. Seven people... And they're all comedians, and like the show will go on anyway. And that's I. That's to be honest, I I ended up just stopped doing those gigs. Yeah, and I that's why I became a festival comic. 
and doing hours because that's the only way in Australia I feel like you can make a bit of money. Yeah, because the you'd be rooms able to don't sell get, yourself yeah. as well. And the rooms don't really pay anything. You no. get, um There is something to be said about other comics knowing who you are because that's how you can get other gigs down the track. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, there, w- there was a p- part of me that was just like, I'm putting a lot of work in. I need to get paid kind of thing. And yeah. the only way I c- could do that in Australia was doing the festivals. Right, so that yeah. was like the festival circuit was just yeah. the way that you could see to make money. Yeah, so whereas you, here doing... it's almost the flip flip side. No one makes money out of Edinburgh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No one makes money out of Brighton. That, um, that's such a fucking good point. Yeah. Like, and that's it's the investment. all gigs. It's all gigs. And so now I've had to go from doing hours to a tight 15, 20. Yeah. And that's where your money is. And that's where all that's my your, money that's is. That's your rent. That's my rent. Yeah. Yeah. As and a... And if I make money on festivals, yeah. It's a, bo- it's a bonus. Yeah. But you're mainly doing festivals in order to get industry yeah, fest- attention. I mean, I did Edinburgh. If I hadn't done Edinburgh last year, I would not be in the position I am as to be a full-time comic in the UK. We're going to get to that. Yeah. We're going to get to that. All right. Because I, I want... this. Because just to... If you listen to this regularly and we... You know, I talk about, you know, the country more. This is going to be a bit comedy heavy. Yeah. If you're interested, great. If you're not, hey, look, this is just that episode because... I'm sure you get it as well. Mm. So many Australian comedians being like, man, I'm thinking of moving yeah. to London. What do you have to say? And I'm sick of repeating myself. So here it all is. All right. Here it is. <laughs> this is, this is the is. fucking yeah. definitive guide for coming over here. All right. So how many English comedians did you know before you came here? Um, I knew a lot through the Fringe Circuit and yeah. doing Edinburgh. But they're mainly um, festival... My- they're festival comics kind of thing. So I, my main friend coming over here was Elf Lyons. Yep. Um, and I mean, she's, you know, Edinburgh Comedy Award nominee. Yeah. And she's, a, she's, 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 she's doing awesome shit. Yeah. And like, I met her in Adelaide Fringe just before I came over. And we just hit it off. We became really good mates. And she's been really great. Now I live with her. And stuff. So when my mm. when I'd organized the place, and then I was only for like a three month lease just to get myself set up. And then I moved in with Felf. Yeah. Um. And then I knew a few people from like uh, the Masioki boys. I don't know if you know Masioki. I don't know Masioki. Oh, wait, I think I've been to Masioki. Yeah. Yeah. They, they're they're not like, a comedy thing. Like there. Is it a band? It's a band that does mass karaoke. Karaoke and the whole audience, and there's a projection of all the lyrics. It's, yeah, I remember. I it's hated a load it. of fun. I remember I hated it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, oh, the the opposite of a silent disco? Still go fuck yourself. <laughs> um, anyway, no, those, 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 those boys have been really helpful. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just teasing, obviously. I know. It. Um, but yeah, so... Okay, so like that was kind of... So getting yeah. into club, like... Because I, I remember... I, I, I still, I mean, still haven't really done the club circuit here because I've been busy with stuff out of town. Yeah, is, because your agents send you away yeah. a lot abroad. Yeah, and you also you do far more festivals than me. Yep. Like, yeah, like yeah. yeah. So and just, I do I do longer runs because I just yeah. like bread and butter. That's what you know. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah because I like I'll do like a show here and there, whereas you'll do like three nights. Yeah. And it's also hard as a musical comic to get across what you do in a five or a ten. Yeah, because is that you, is that hard? Like the the kind of open ten here, like that kind of trial spot. Of um, you? I haven't really done many of them, but I mean. I've got a song that I know will work in any situation. Yeah. But I'm kind of like, it gi- It doesn't give everything about 
what I what I do kind of thing. Sure. Like all the different. Yeah, I don't know. You you've seen my seen my work. Yeah. It gets it escalates over a twenty. It, and yeah. that's and it escalates even more over a, an hour. Um because it's not like that punchy get in, here's punchlines, 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 punchlines. Yeah, it's not um, your standard club stuff. Yeah. There's like participation, there's yeah. music, there's like a lot of different stuff. But I would say like that, at least to me, seems to be much more well received here. Like Oh, there's there's a culture of it. Yeah. Because you know, you got your Bill Bailey, um, to mention, um, to mention, um, B- Billy Connolly. Apparently, he did guitar stuff. I, I get that reference a bit. Like, oh, you like Billy? Well, he, he started off in a band. I don't know if I know yeah, that. Yeah, I don't know. Like, that's yeah. how he started doing comedy. He was in a band, like a kind of. I think it was like a folk band. Yeah. And he'd talk between the songs, and then he just kept talking for longer and longer. Yeah. And then I, he started. I, I never realized I'd get referenced as him until I came here, and I, it's, I get it every now and then. That's now, interesting. Because I, ha- I mean, long curly hair. Yeah. Kind of improvisational chaos in yeah. some parts of my shows and, and then, then and i was like oh cool <laughs> this, is, this is a cool reference and like, yeah so um, okay so i'm just trying to I'm, I'm trying to figure out your like first kind of few months like you, you're pre-edinburgh how many months were here before edinburgh uh came in end of april so so about three yeah. Mainly just the summer. Yeah, and it was, well. it was, to be honest, it was just getting myself set up. Those three months. Yeah, okay. You, so you, I mean, it takes three months to get your bank account, your jobs, your money, you know, my insurance claim from the <laughs> fucking hell that I. Oh, yeah. Did I call it the catastrophe. The catastrophe? <laughs> A pun. You have been fucking living here. Yeah. Um, I love it. You, you. You were like the least punny comedian and your Ever. and your show is called The Union Jack <laughs> <laughs> Look, misdirection. Classic misdirection. That's not a pun, that's a wank joke. I wanna make that very I wanna make that very clear. Um but what was I uh yeah, okay, so you only had the three months. Sorry. Yep. I was because this this like a lot of people are kinda like, you know, how does it start? And the short answer is is like there's open mics yep. in the UK which are like I think completely disconnected. Yeah. from the professional gigs yeah and then so you can do those just to get up on stage but there's no point if you're yeah. looking to progress yeah and then so i kind of came into the open spot thing that was my yeah start just like i remember my first open spot at backyard comedy club and that yeah that was on the thursday shows, yeah. that's my my home here yeah. it's near where i live they've been very good to me um, but the first one was there and I remember I was just doing 10 and they're mm. like, oh, it's a new material night. And I'm like, oh, you want me to do new? And they're like, no, <laughs> you have to kill. Like, that's what you have to do. This is your trial. Wow. And I'm like, okay. And then, so that was like a Thursday. So I did a good, like uh, that went really well. Like the first gig. Yeah. Because I was like, I wasn't sure how things would go. Because like the first gig I did here was yeah. opening for Alice Fraser doing like a work in progress on New Year's Day. At like wow. 6 p.m. And I'm like, well, this is the complete opposite of my crowd. <laughs> yeah. This is the complete opposite. But that was fine. But then doing this thing, it was like really good show at Backyard. Adam Hess was on. Bobby yeah. Mayer was on. Like it was strong. Strong. Strong lineup. Strong and it went well. And then I got brought back on the weekend randomly for a 10 because someone dropped out. And the cool. bar staff were like, hey, that Australian guy, you got to get him back. I People mean, that's... Loved him. On, I... For any comic, new comic listening to this, mm. make friends with venue staff. Be good to the venue staff. Oh my god! Remember it, it their has names. Helped so much. I mean, Edinburgh last year. 
I, you know, I was just friendly to all the box office staff. Yeah. Not, not in a like bribey way. Just, just say hi every day and ch- chat treat, to them. Treat them like human beings. Treat them like a human Don't being. Don't take your day out on them. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and the amount of times they would like recommend on and Dude. stuff. And that's, I mean, that's all word of mouth is everything in our industry. In, in Edinburgh, especially. Yeah. Just especially, like the bar yeah. stuff. Like, they're, you know, people are constantly coming up to them like, oh, is there anything good on? Yeah. Like that was like in my venue this year at the counting house, the staff all stole my show. Yeah. So when people are like, what should we see? It's like, well, I've only seen one show. Yeah. <laughs> so probably go see that one. It's yeah. like, great. What do you want? I love how they ask the bar and they're like, they're working. They never, get, <laughs> they never get to see comedy. And if they do, it's children's comedy. Yeah. It's in the middle <laughs> of the day. Yeah. 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 Um, but no, so I, yeah, I really went in through the club side, whereas it seems yeah. like, because you're in the summer. And that's the one thing I think yeah. people from Australia underestimate here. In yeah. summer, no one goes indoors. Well, this this is a massive point with the difference between Australian comedy and English, English. comedy. Lay it on me. Because like, like I've I've always had this theory. The reason why um, there is much more of a going to see comedy culture here, going to see the theatre and stuff, is because the weather's shit. Yes. Because I mean, when it's sunny, everyone wants to be outside. In Australia, majority of the place, it's all sunny. Yeah. And you want to like. Why would I? Why would I want to be inside listening to a guy chat? And, and yeah, when I can just be in a beer garden, beer garden, or talking on, on near a beach and with with mates, going for a walk. Yeah, um, and it's also what the reason why Melbourne has the shittiest weather, and that's why it's the cultural capital. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, man, in that regard, then it should be fucking Hobart or something, like yeah. just somewhere in Tassie. Just like I mean, actually, in fairness. Hobart it's, is... It's got Mona. Yeah, rapidly gaining culture. There you go. Like, all right, Grandpa say good theory. I'm and um, I mean, you know, why is Europe, you yeah. know, this cultural powerhouse of the, of the world mm. and there's so much history? Weather shit. Yeah, weather <laughs> shit, go you, inside. You need something to do inside. Um, oh, what can we do? Oh, tell some jokes. Boom. Oh, I can play, I can play a guitar. All right, let's, let's watch some live music. They do have an amazing culture of going to stuff. And I think it's a yeah. combination of the shit weather yeah. and the shit apartments. So you don't want to stay home. Because in Australia, yeah. houses are comfy. Yeah. Like, there's yeah. no exposed I mean, wiring. The amount of places and friends that I've gone over to their place and they don't have a living room. Yeah. It's just yeah. rooms and a kitchen. Their living room is the pub. Yeah. It's down like their living room is not in their house. It's somewhere yeah. else. And at every pub, there's an open mic night or a musical music. comedy or something. There's just music on. There's just yeah. stuff. There's just stuff everywhere. And yeah, I completely agree with that. Um, so that's that's interesting. I thought you were doing more club stuff than you are because mm. you're very busy. Yeah, I, I don't have a free night until June. I think. Yeah, you know, like it's it's. Crazy, and it's. I'm really thankful that I'm like that. But I, I would love to do a few more clubs as yeah. well, and I mean, just it, get in there. It's, it's funny. It's just like I think that's why I really wanted to get you on because we've had very different kind of entry points. Yeah, like it's. Well, we're both very happy with how it's going. But yeah, yours has been through Edinburgh, mine's been through the clubs. Just yeah. like yeah, um, exactly. In a very similar period of time. Yeah, and you know, and it's but it's just like oh, there's actually space for two ways. There's oh, two ways you can do it. There, uh, there's. Thousands of ways. Because in Australia, there's pretty much one way. And that's raw comedy zone and then just like festival thing and then hopefully get on the project. 
Like, there's like, there's one option. The a- footy show is gone. Some Since random the- ABC sketch show. Yeah. <laughs> so add that to it. Since they got rid of the footy show, it's like, where do you even put comedy on TV anymore? I don't fucking know. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's usually, um, you know, those filmed events at Melbourne Comedy Festival. Yeah. And stuff. Or, like, or the gala. And like, that's the gala. it. Uh, and can, you, can you imagine England like the fucking like match of the day or something like that? Yeah. Just like and now here's a comedian for five minutes and then back to football. It's like what? Yeah. And then I mean this is the other thing with Australia is because the distances between gigs are so enormous. Yeah. And not profitable. You, I mean you would spend your whole fee on just travel. Absolutely. And accommodation, and you'd probably be paying money to do good gigs (laughs) um whereas here you know like let's say from melbourne to sydney yeah that's 10 hours that's a 10 hour drive you similar kind of drivers from london to edinburgh maybe even like inverness i don't know yeah london edinburgh i think is a fair let's let's say how many gigs do you reckon are on that trip that paid gigs there'd be thousands yeah in, in the space of a month, I would say, like, there's probably a thousand You gigs could gig every London. night yeah. and get uh, some some pay, probably. Yeah, like, enough to cover... Uh, and enough to cover your expenses, at least. And there's, like, a bus that you can catch that distance for, like... Two quid. <laughs> like, if, if you book it late, 15, 25 quid. Yeah. Whereas, like, in Australia, like, the cheapest you can get yeah. that... Would be like way more than yeah. that. Like, there's, and there's no cheap bus. Like, there's no like, oh, if you're willing to cop the transport thing, it's like, no, even the bus is expensive. Yeah. Just because of the fuel cost alone, you know? Yeah. And they got to refuel in the middle of nowhere and the fuel is triple the price. Yeah. And the number of gigs between Melbourne and Sydney, eight? <laughs> I reckon. <laughs> Probably one eight. Wagga one Wagga. One in the Wollongong. There's, there's Wollongong, Wagga Wagga. These are all Australian place names, by the way. Don't be a cunt. Uh, Wollongong, Wagga Wagga, ben, Bendigo, I think Probably, there's one there, yeah. uh, Canberra, yeah man, I think that's it, I think, fuck, four, there's gotta be more than four, it's, it's, Goulburn, I think there's one yeah, in Goulburn occasionally, it's, it's, it's crazy though, like that, like that, that, I mean, that's the definite upside to being in the UK, it's just yeah. there's tons of gigs, Shit. and I mean there's also Europe, like I've done gigs in Romania and Spain and yeah. stuff. Oh, don't worry, we're yeah. going we're gonna to get on to that. Like, but, yeah. So, sorry, <laughs> just the, the, one, the one last thing in the clubs before I want to get to your Edinburgh, because it yeah, was yeah. an explosive Edinburgh. Um, it was quite good. <laughs> <laughs> um, just the one thing with the clubs here is like they've got like a system that yeah. you just kind of have to participate in. So you do like the Open 10, yeah. and then if you do well at that, then you get booked for a Trial 20 usually in the middle yeah or sometimes i just put you straight to four weekends or whatever but the thing is there's a gap have you had to because that was the thing that fucked me Mm. the first time i got very lucky um opening for alex williamson so just kind of that just kind of sorted my rent out yeah for like those summer months where i was just in the hole it's like my trial tens had gone really well and i had all the bookings but they were all after edinburgh this is the hardest thing about our industry is the gap the gap the gap between you get paid and like the amount of gigs you do and then you just got to wait until someone pays you yeah Mm. it's like Um, and it's like waiting for the invoice to come through but then also waiting for the next booking where you get paid no but and on top of that as a festival comic yeah paying all the registration and accommodation and fees for the next festival coming up yeah and like I still haven't gotten paid for that festival that I did two months ago so it's just this yeah you know, you've 
you run out of capital and <laughs> you just you're in a hole you're in a hole and you're in a hole like, and then but money's coming i have money yeah like, it's this thing is it's in my name it's on the way it's in the cloud <laughs> um it's just yeah it's in the cloud but you've forgotten your iCloud password yeah <laughs> and you won't get it for like <laughs> yeah you, you won't get a, re- a new one issued for 20 months yeah uh, but there's rent in between them and then you're like yeah Fuck. yeah oh man that's like i've had to be better because like i had a second i had like another job in australia yeah. as well. i was doing like the trivia stuff which kind of meant mm. just money in the bank account every two weeks yep they're just like that was my rent sorted yeah like and then some yeah Whereas, I, like, I mean i do i do every now and then if I, if you know money hasn't come in yeah. i'll do like two days of teaching or something like that oh, because cool. because i'm on like a casual kind of contract kind of thing yeah. it's it's you can just be like i, I can be like days. i'm available these days is there anything available and then i also do um like kids parties and stuff ah, like that yeah. um that's good it's really easy you just kind of like two hours pop pop in make yeah. the kids happy <laughs> play some games and then go away yeah. yeah i've been like i've been real dogged over here mm. being like i'm not doing anything but kind of comedy yeah. slash live performance I've, work. I've been like that really um i've been i've been trying to be like full-time comedy yeah and there's always something to do there's some video to upload some yeah audio to transcribe there's fill, some fill the book some, like, you know just, like, put some stuff in all of that it. kind of stuff um but Gotta pay rent. Gotta pay rent. And rent is double here. <laughs> <laughs> it is expensive. Even as a Sydney person, we're like, it is the most expensive in Australia. Oh, it's astonishing. The rent here is still fucking... Like, I, oh. I'm on a good deal here. Yeah. Uh, it's a small room, but I'm, I'm hardly there, so it's, it, it's, it's fine. it works. Um, but it's still more expensive than my most expensive rent in Australia. Yeah, by a margin. And most people, when they hear what I pay rent, are like, wow that's so low <laughs> that's so low you zone too far out yeah. man like... you, you lucked out it's like no nah, it's fucking heaps all yeah. right so let's get to let's get to edinburgh because really the english comedy year revolves around edinburgh yep i would say it's the pinnacle you you do your show and yep. then as soon as it's over you start writing your new show well the, the interesting thing is i think when Australians do Edinburgh, mm-hmm. we bring a finished show. We've done the circuit, it's polished, it's ready to go, and boom. Yeah. And from what my understanding is, and chatting to people at like the big, the big four, because yeah. I've done the big four each year. Yeah, um, big four, that's Assembly. Assembly, Gilda Balloon, Pleasance, and Underbelly. Bang. Um, big four venues in Edinburgh. Yeah. And they, they said the tendency for comics in the UK is they'll bring their new show, mm-hmm. and they'll do previews, and but the first kind of iteration of the show is the Edinburgh mm. season, um, whereas comics from Australia will bring a finished, polished show. Yeah, and I think that's why we do so well over there. But it's like because it's, so, it's 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 at the end of our festival season. Yeah, like it's like I always kind of treat Edinburgh as or I have as my this is the last time I do this show. Right, I've done it at six other festivals before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before I. Just put it in, put it aside. It's okay. always there. Like I, I try and write a show that will always. Every show is different, complete different hour, and I can pull it out when I need. Yeah, yeah, I need yeah. It kind of thing. Because yours are quite thematic. Yeah. Shows yeah, yeah. and like yeah. yeah. Um, but I was, but I, you need to. 
put it aside after a while. Yeah, and like, and, and the other thing is the English comedians have the option to tour after, like at, at a certain yeah. level. Yeah. Like they can tour. I mean, you're kind of doing that. Like you're probably doing like the the festival circuit here, which is almost like touring. Yeah. Like, it's yeah, like, it, it's, it's a weird, like I'm really independent on that kind of thing. Yeah. Like I, um, I, I have a mate that helps me out with kind of like, like, fees and stuff like that but oh he, great so um yeah i mean like he kind of like kind of bankrolls me the money yeah but i got i i, I owe him money and i always pay him back yeah but there's, there's there's no like active active kind of on ground support and it's always just kind of ends up with me flying for four hours <laughs> <laughs> but like that's pretty cool though like it is cool it is it's i mean it's because you had that good edinburgh you got yeah. these reviews yeah and you've taken that like you know, much more than I have. Like you've, I, I did like, I'm like, I basically use festivals to do a couple of previews. Yeah. Whereas you're like, how many have you done? How many festivals would you do between these two Edinburghs? Like it must be like 10. Like, all I've, this, so Vault, Leicester, Brighton, Wandsworth, far out, Manchester. Yeah. And, um, like, and then King's Head Run. Yeah. 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 That's pretty, pretty wild. Like, yeah, as yeah. an Australian person, I'm like, that's With, not an opportunity. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I mean, a, a, a lot of it's all at my own expense and yeah. stuff. Um, and but, you know, you're chasing to get the money back, but also I'm I'm chasing. It's how I work. It's how I I write an hour mm. and then I just do it, mm. and everything becomes clear within pretty much two or three shows what I need to do, the changes I need to make for the show, and then. You know, you have that little break, don't really think about it at all. Mm. And then you come back into it and you go, oh, that's, I'll change this bit. I'll move that around yeah. here. And it, and you can keep doing that while writing the next thing. Like yeah. You can and that's just, that's my kind of process. Yeah. Is, and it's how I always started. I, I, I did hours first rather than five, work fives and mm. out of five and that and just until I've gotten one. Yeah. Like you, um, yeah, again, like you're using the festival circuit to come into the clubs, whereas I'm using the club yeah. circuit to go into the festival stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like that's. Yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, there's something more to be said. Like, like you, you hear like comics that have been around for like ten years and never mm. done a their their first hour. Yeah, I'm like, but when they do it, it's so solid, and then and they have enough. You know, reputation and. And um, yeah, the people, people around around you, around you like, oh, this is a debut hour, amazing. Yeah. Um, and there's something really to be said about that. So like, do you regret also, the way that you've done it? I I like, don't know. I think it's just it's a different way. It's it, a different it way. It seems but very organic to you, though. It is very organic to me, and I, like I, I like the fact that I can say I have four hours of material mm. that I can whip out at any moment, and it's made some of the bigger gigs that I do now in London mm. having that amount of songs and if someone says oh, I'll do a 45 and yeah. then it's something's not working in the crowd like they're not getting mm. they're not digging the more dirty stuff then I go alright I'll bring out the, the pun based songs and the more kind of like easy, easy family friendly D songs different gears and then vice versa so it's it's made me less less um Less bomb. <laughs> it's made me not bomb, bomb proof in a weird way. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, like it's. I mean, I still have shit gigs. Everyone does. Yeah. But because of 
all this work I've had over the last four, five, six years mm. of creating these shows, I've got all these songs I can just draw from depending on the crowd I get on the night. Yeah. So, okay, let's, let's talk about Edinburgh 2018. Okay. You're doing Guild Balloon. Guild Balloon. Last minute, right? It was like... It was last minute. I got... I wasn't going to do it. I had no responses. It was a show about my day job teaching sex ed to autistic children. Um, yes, and you'd done it in Australia? I'd done, I'd done it for like two years in Australia. Done, right. Um, so and this was like a finished show. It was finished. It took me like the first year of it, I was just unhappy with it. I was like, it's not working. And then yeah. I got a really like, it wasn't a bad review. It was just a really brutally honest review. Sure. And I... I do, you, do you remember any choice quotes? Um, it started, the, the review started off with, I love Grant Bouzet, and then proceeded to show me, <laughs> proceeded to tell me why he didn't love this show. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, you just got that in your head. You just, you'll um, never forget it. And, but I actually, I, I messaged him and I, I said, thank you, man. Like, yeah, you told me everything I need to do with the show. Yeah. And I, I, I said, I'm going to make changes. Do you want to come back again and just see it? I'll, I'll get you in again. Yeah. And he's, he came back and now we're mates. <laughs> what, with a reviewer? Yeah. I hated you. Yeah. That's so weird. And, but he's like so instrumental in that show turning itself around. Because the next run I yeah. did of it, I got an award. <laughs> was that in Australia? Yeah, or in what, Australia. It where, was where the, um, Adelaide. Adelaide? Yeah. Okay. It got nominated in Perth and then got an award in Adelaide. Awesome. And it was... I, I put that almost solely to this reviewer going, come on, man. <laughs> man a heartfelt review story. I never thought yeah. I'd see the day. It's weird. It's weird. And so like, and he, he really got it. And he's also a theatre director. Kind right. of thing. He got what I was trying to do. Yeah. And once that, I had to make like a really bad, like it was hard for me to cut this one song because I really loved the song and everyone loved the song, but it was not working. And it was just, causing a tension in the show that didn't right it just didn't, didn't work need. for that show so yeah like, this has to get i've, out I've recently just started adding it back into my set now and it um, goes fine it goes fine but without any context <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and uh and so i was so happy with the show at that moment i thought all right in adelaide because it was getting some traction sure someone um from Gilded Balloon saw it as part of the Honey Pop program. Honey Pop program is kind of like a networking program that's set up by Adelaide Fringe. Right. I always say for a UK comic, if you want to get more gigs in the UK, come to Adelaide Fringe <laughs> because all the bookers yeah, are there. All the bookers in the UK are in Adelaide. That's so weird. Because and because there's a smaller festival, you actually get some FaceTime. FaceTime. Right. Yeah. So, oh man, that really makes me sad because, as you know, I fucking hate Adelaide. <laughs> <laughs> I had, I've had two nice runs in Adelaide and one absolutely shocking, which ended in my <laughs> girlfriend breaking up with me. And <laughs> among two shows and not making money. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what a dream. Yeah. Um, yeah, but what, what was, what you, was you talking, about? talking about? The Honeypot program. Yeah. You came and they, the and they came, people. they came in the last minute. All we have is 11.45 at night. Which in Edinburgh is fucking late. Like, it's, it's late and it, you know, invokes a certain type of crowd. Yes. And a, I mean, this a drunk, show... A drunk one. Because in yeah. Edinburgh, my, just for context, my show is at 4 p.m. 
Yeah. I'm not like an afternoon family friendly guy. No. But 4 p.m. is a dope time slot. It's if, great in Edinburgh. Yeah. Because like, you, you're done and then you can do spots and, and like, just enjoy yourself. And like the audience yourself. come. Had, they're probably having their first beer of the day, maybe their second. And yeah. like they're chill and they're a good audience and they'll give you money. Yeah. Whereas like 11.45 p.m. They're probably like beer number seven. So they like, don't have money in the They don't have money. Yeah. They got nothing. But they're they're excitable. Yeah. Yeah. But and it was the it. perfect. Well, because I was moving to the UK. I knew yeah. if I was moving to the UK, I'm like, well, I'm in Edinburgh. This is. This yeah, is I need to do it. Um, it turned out perfect time slot for the show. Mm. Um, even like even though the show is, it seems seems very sexual and like sex ed what's related. It, what's it called? The Birds and the Beats. There we go. Um, and it was a hip-hop show about my day, the lessons I learned from my day job teaching sex ed and music to kids with autism. Mm-hmm. Um, and then using those lessons and seeing how everyone can learn from that. Sure. Basically. Um, and it was worked so well with drunk crowds. I made a few little adjustments just to let the rowdiness happen. Mm-hmm. And it worked. Yeah, it was. How was the start of the run? Like, how are your numbers at the start? Um, decent. I mean, like, it was around the twenties and stuff. Yeah, at and the, like fuller on weekends. I mean, and... like I'm a good flyer. Like, yeah, and I will fly for four to five hours a day. Right. Yeah, and and you were still getting twenty. At yeah, the, at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I mean, because it's it's a hard time slot. Yeah, that's everyone, what I mean. You yeah. know, you've got to really. And you got to offer, do some offers and stuff like that just to get people for in the door. Mm. But then the Scotsman review came out, which yeah. which kind of changed a lot of everything. And <laughs> but also in a bad way too. Like right. I, I'd have much bigger numbers, but there would be a lot of people in the crowd that were like, "All right, well, this is <laughs> this is a five star show." Yeah, like let's go it, five star it, boy. Yeah, but basically it's. And you hear that from people that have been nominated in the past. Like, they're like, that last week is the hardest week of their whole runs. Was, was it older as well? Um, it was like an a, older crowd yeah. who shouldn't be there at 11.45. Yeah, like, they're, they're, it's not the crowd. I, had, I, <laughs> I remember the Friday night after that review had come out. Well, give, give, me, give me some choices. It was five stars from the Scotsman. I saw this. Yeah. I was very excited for you. And it was good. And they did a big... I had my photo in the Scotsman and they did another thing, which is like 10 shows you must see. And there's my photo again. Yeah. And, and the it was, Scotsman like, isn't some shitty paper. Like it sounds like it'd be like the shit paper. Like, yeah, the Scotsman is just like some Scotch yeah, rag. No, no, no. It's the top yeah. broadsheet I mean, in Scotland. To give you an idea, this review literally opened doors and it continues to open doors. Yeah. So it's, it was very fortunate to get Your, your get biggest it. break and I had in comedy so far? Literally. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. I don't know what I would have done in the UK without it. Um, <laughs> nice use of literally. You've been spending some time here. <laughs> literally, my biggest break. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah. So the shows got a bit weird for a while. Okay. And that that first Friday, I had families in the crowd. Oh. And like o- older families, and I was just like, "What? What are you?" I mean, it, it works for the show, but it just didn't feel right. And people that, like, they wouldn't have come otherwise. And they just seemed like they lacked the energy or they, mm. they hadn't been drinking all the time. It was, it was a weird vibe. Yeah. And I actually was that one of the worst nights 
where like no one was laughing. That's the night I got filmed. Filmed? Yeah. I had I got the whole thing filmed properly. Right. And it was the night where I was bombing. Great. <laughs> <laughs> like, right. That's just one other expense of Edinburgh down the drain. Lovely. Um But the good thing about that was I just focused on the music, so that's a lot of the stuff that's online. Because <laughs> it's, it's, cause it's good, quite good music takes. Yeah. Um, that's got to be helpful when you're bombing music. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. got to be gotta be nice. Yeah, it's like, it's like, not proper silence. Like, you're just making some sounds. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. They're just respecting my art. But then, and then it evened out a bit, and mm. it was, and like, the last two weeks of the run were really good. Okay. Because you got it kind of so, in the middle, right? I got it, yeah, like, yeah, yeah middle second week kind of thing yeah great and but it was um it yeah the show kind of really felt right and i understood the audience and i understand how to work with that kind of crowd as well yeah um and by the end of the run i was really happy with the show great yeah and then that's that's kind of led to well like, yeah yeah so like networking in the loft bar mm. met bookers promoters yeah, no, like you're the five stuff. star boy. You're the king. Well, yeah, like someone would would say, "Oh, he got th- this," and then then it would just literally be a in to have a conversation. Yeah, and stuff, and and things don't still don't come from that, you know. But it, at least it gets you. Well, people people now know in you. The door. You know, as you said, oh, this is my third Edinburgh. No, no one, one knew I did Edinburgh. No one knew who the. F- <laughs> it was it was it was weirdly I got three reviews that year yeah one was three four and five yeah which is <laughs> doesn't say anything about the quality of the show <laughs> i mean it means it's not shit i think yeah, yeah. that's like a pretty clear indication but i'm like i it was yeah edinburgh was good and i would not be doing the gigs i'm doing right now yeah because that's how you got your management through edinburgh which is yep. very common here yep like yep. people see you at edinburgh and then they start talking to you and then you make a call yeah. And then they, they hook you up for the next year and then you go to Edinburgh again. Yeah. And then you play the game again. Play the whole game again. Yeah. Cause like, yeah. Edinburgh is truly like an industry showcase rather than a artistic um, <laughs> yeah. endeavor. Be- because, I mean, it, it's, it's hard to really do Edinburgh just for the love of it because it's yeah. brutal. It's, it's so brutal. It is draining. Like, do you find it draining? Like, because I've always done Edinburgh like as a way to kind of develop a show or to, like fine tune it. Yeah. With like no real financial investment. Well, yeah, because you've done free French yes, every year. Exactly. Whereas every year I've done pay it, pay the French. So the whole time you were like, get to break even point, get the break even point. Yeah, right. I got to sell thirty tickets every night to break even, like. Yeah, I get you. And there's like obviously the expensive like accommodation and, and yeah, all of that. And I mean, it's it's expensive to put on a show. Really expensive. Yeah, it's like because yeah, I've 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 taken the coward's way out. It's been. I awesome. mean, it's not a coward's way. <laughs> I I can't do free fringe because they don't have the tech requirements. Uh-huh. I mean, some do, but I'm not at that level of my career to get that room at that right time slot to yeah. have. Because like the yep. tech requirements, well, sorry, the tech in the free fringe is only in the really big rooms, like yeah. 120 plus yeah. kind of thing. And they're very competitive. Yeah. And they've people who have done the free fringe years, they get those rooms, yeah. justifiably so. So okay. it's one of the hard things of being a musical comic is you need tech. And if sound keeps fucking up, there's no point. People, yeah. just, people just switch off. 
Oh man, I you I mean you know from that gig we did that. Well, yeah, just on Saturday <laughs> we had microphone issues. I had to go a cappella, but they were fixed by the time you got on. Fucking thank God for that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But yeah, I mean that's what I you know that's one of the things that I love about comedy and the way that I do it is just the pure minimalism of it. Like yeah. I can get through a gig without a microphone if necessary. Yeah. Like yeah. Whereas, I mean I mean it's that thing of like straight stand-ups will go oh. You <laughs> I, I wish I just had a had a guitar so I can <laughs> if when I'm bombing has there's some music or yeah, something yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. or like oh of course they're gonna applaud at the end of a song yeah. kind of thing. And whereas I'm like, God, I wish I didn't have to carry this amp and guitar around everywhere. It'd be <laughs> make my life so easy. Dude, grass is grass is greener. That's, yeah, that's all it is. But yeah. yeah, I mean, the one thing I'm just like any of those comics who say that shit about musical comedians, I'm like, all right. Would you want to get to a gig 30 minutes early every time so you yeah. can set up? I, I wouldn't. I can't do two to three gigs a night like that some comics do. Yeah. Because I need to be there, sound check, and you would, you would be surprised the amount of places that don't have any way for me to put in a guitar. Yeah. Like I've got, I bring all my own gear now just because I'm like, I can't be bothered, got bothered with this conversation and trying to make this work. When, when I did tour support for Alex... Yeah. He has some songs with the guitar and like he has he's doing a tour show, selling the fucker out, and he'd have a rider of like the things that he needs, like for tech requirements. And mm. just half the venues would be like, ah, oh, but we don't have it though. Like even though it's like uh, written there, like for them to go out and buy if they don't have it. This is yeah. like an international touring comedian that is like, Yeah, we don't have a guitar stand, sorry. We can put on a chair, is that all right? <laughs> just like the fuck? Yeah. It, dude, oh it just it sounds so tedious. Anyway, post Edinburgh. Yep. Grand Busset, going around. How how's that been? It's been great, man. It's where, been, where I mean, been? like, what are you doing? Uh, I've mainly outside of London. You said though, still not a heap in London because I saw you down at. Bloody yeah, Soho I mean, I do like day. I like this. There's, there's a few different bookers I've I've made friends with over the year. Yeah, and so yeah, I'm, I'm doing another Soho House gig kind great. of thing. Um, doing a few of those things. I'm doing. It's it's kind of weird. Like I do corporates and little rooms run by bookers and stuff yeah. in London, but just not that kind of club, like that weekend club. Yeah, less, less of that. Less of that. But corporates though, that's cool. Yeah, is that so, just through your management sorting you out there? Yeah, I mean, there's that, and then there's me hustling. There's a lot of me hustling for um, corporates. Wow. Yeah, I didn't even know you could do that. Yeah, I mean, like I, I mean, this is not a corporate gig, but like a woman. In the Isles of Scilly, which is a little beautiful tropical island off the coast of Cornwall, <laughs> sure. um, um, saw me in Edinburgh four years ago. Like my first solo show in Edinburgh, yeah, or something like that. Three or four years ago, and noticed that I was doing a gig in Plymouth one day yeah. on my Twitter, and said, "Oh, you live in the UK now." Come over to come come to Isles of Silly, and then I just negotiated with her, and I went, all right, cool. And then then I had this lovely weekend of doing shows on on an, an island, and like, you just because of what she, she just like organized the crowd and shit. And yeah, she organized up. the crowd. And I'm like, this is the one thing I love about the UK is when there's so many places that don't necessarily get comedy all the time. So when you do bring a comedy show there, right. they're just 
they turn up and they're yeah they love it regardless of where they live in the uk they're turning up they're leaving the house they're yeah. going to the show even yeah. on a beautiful fucking island doesn't matter they're going yeah and i had like one one of my favorite gigs in this on this island yeah so it's just, just be- organized by some lady some lady <laughs> and and you know like this is the gig you gotta hustle yeah and um it was a wonderful gig. I got, you know, I got to see a part of the world I would have never gone to. Yeah. Not, not, not. It's, it's easier to get to a Tur- Turkey than to this place. So you got to get five <laughs> hours on a train to Penzance and then a three-hour ferry. Yeah. And, but it's yeah, still. It's, I mean, the one thing is like, I think about here the equivalent of like going to Bathurst in Australia. Yeah. Which I've done too many times. Really? If you haven't been to Bathurst, yeah, gig? for gigs, yeah, fucking hell. Um, Bathurst how's is like that? Newcastle and shit. Does everyone smell of V8 oil or something? Yeah, <laughs> Bathurst, Bathurst is famous for the Bathurst 1000 car race. Fucking V8s go round, 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 and Peter Brock wins. Oh, you know? Like yeah. Fucking, but yeah, oh, it's rough, dude. But Bathurst, I think, is like one of the roughest places that I've played a few times in Australia. I, I don't mind a rough crowd now. Oh, these guys are fucking rough. Like, yeah. you know, sleeves optional. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like the equivalent of Bathurst is like kind of like an out of town gig that like you're doing where the money isn't great, but like whatever is like Luxembourg or like oh, Amsterdam. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, like that's the equivalent. Like it's actually probably quicker for me to get to Amsterdam than it is for me to get to from from London to Amsterdam is quicker than Sydney to Bathurst. It's an hour on the train. Yeah. Like that's crazy. Yeah. And it's just like that shit is wild. Yeah. Like my head still doesn't compute that. Like, you know, Bathurst is like it's a amazing. four hour drive. You get a whole culture and you like, like I've done a lot of gigs overseas and you know I've never had to really change my bits because there's so much English speaking yeah. I mean, there's a lot of expats, or as I call them, white immigrants. Um, <laughs> Sorry, we got it. You lived in Melbourne for a bit. You're very, you're very white. Um, and so, but there's there's expats everywhere. Um, yeah. And you know, it, there is a, a lot of countries are speaking English. Kind of. Yeah. And then I'm I'm also doing these gigs that with um like these mega resorts where they you're doing get, gigs at mega resorts. Yeah, and where they have, but they're like. It's it's crazy because the entire people at this gig are British yeah. people, right? And so the ho- every single person at this hotel is British, right? So and wait, is this like a is this like a cruise on like dry in land? This is like Greece or Tur- Tur- Turkey, and they've got like there'd be there'd be five hundred people in the in the in the crowd. But, but like, is this like a cruise on dry land situation? Like, is this like yeah. older people? Yeah. No, there's fam, a lot of families, a lot of families, like all inclusive holiday, all inclusive holiday, and you're the entertainment. Yeah. Yeah. But so at the hotel. At the hotel. So you get to avoid the boat? I get to avoid the boat. Fucking beautiful. Yeah. Oh, man. And yeah. But this, like, this, I, I told the joke on stage, like, everyone's saying, why did you move to London of all places? You live, you're from Australia, you know, yeah, beautiful yeah. weather and everything. I'm like, and then to those people, I just say, why would you go to Greece just to hang out with other Brits? <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. I, it's 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 really foreign kind of environment to me. Yeah. But it's it's fun. It's, yeah. It's, it's but that's so uh, great. Like I mean, yeah. that's nuts that you could just do that. Like yeah. play play a crowd of like five hundred people. Yeah. Like in a tropical island destination. Yeah. I mean, I was I was in Crete last week, and I did yeah. I did this. The gigs are weird because no one there paid to see comedy. 
it's just, just part of the entertainment it's just the package. entertainment kind of thing mm. and you kind of got to set up what especially as a music guy you got to kind of set up while people are just waiting around in there's <laughs> like 400 people watching you sound check yeah you're like okay is, right. is it just you or is it like more acts it's just me i mean they have other entertainment and yeah. they fly in people and fly out and yeah, stuff. yeah 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 um but yeah great gigs you get to stay in the hotel you get yeah. fed I mean, I had food poisoning when I was in Greece. So the worst thing is looking at an all-you-can-eat buffet and all-you-can-eat is bread. I love a buffet so much. Oh, it's so good. I get so excited by like a buffet at a hotel. Like, I'm, I mean, I'm about to go to Vegas and like that's genuinely the thing I'm looking forward to most. Buffets. The MGM Grand buffet yeah. breakfast. Fucking sign me up, cunt. Love yeah. it. Yeah. I get so jade. I get yeah. too excited by a buffet. Yeah. That's living. Buffets. Oh, man. And if you... Yeah. <laughs> I mean that would be a great writer for any comic yeah, I would Just, like a buffet I'd like a buffet <laughs> a very small buffet like but I want I want the same like buffet what are they called like the troughs like the bu- the trough the trough <laughs> the trough that's how little I respect myself the trough what are they called the mar- ba- basinet no what's the, the metal things that yeah. they put eggs in yeah what, what are they called <laughs> I don't know is it maisonet maisonet Maisonette. I think it might be a Maisonette. Well, I'm going to put this in the description because otherwise I'm going to get derailed. <laughs> but if anyone knows, get anyone us. Anyone knows, comment <laughs> below. Get involved. The Union Jackoff at gmail.com. Right in. <laughs> um, what, is it Maisonette? Fuck. Bay Marie. Bay, mate, uh, you're asking the wrong person. Yeah, fuck. That's... I thought you, all, the, all this time around buffets, I thought you might learn a thing or two uh, I'm, about I'm... the culture. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at the food. <laughs> I'm distracted, man. I'm talking to the staff. I'm like, what do you call this? <laughs> what do you call the metal thing? Yeah, they're the only people that don't speak English. Oh, of the staff. <laughs> <laughs> the only people who don't have an English accent. Yeah. So I know the word. I just know it in Greek. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But that's so great. So like, yeah, and like now, obviously, you're just... You're I, mean, the, I mean, these are options you just don't have it in Australia. Yeah, like, and the I opportunities. Mean, and I mean, I'd, I'd love to make money in Australia, but that's the, kind of the reason why I'm here is that I can make money here. Yeah. And I can do gigs and refine my craft every night almost. If I wanted to, I could do every night. Yeah. And I mean, it sounds like you're doing pretty much almost that. And I assume the majority yeah. of them are paid. Like, I mean, yeah, there's, I mean, there's a week there, which is Brighton Fringe coming up. And yeah. stuff. so who knows <laughs> if yeah. it's paid uh, or not? Like Brighton Fringe. So it's a real Adelaide Fringe type experience. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. No, but just, yeah, I mean, that's, I think that's the kind of vibe from everyone because I don't, you know, I don't dislike Australian comedy. Like I have my issues with the industry yeah. and the main issue is that there's like very little money yeah. for anyone. But I mean, where's, I, I can also understand on the other, on the flip side is where's the money coming from? Because you're not getting audiences yeah. in Just the because sheer, it's so sunny outside. The sheer go- audience size difference. Yeah, like I mean, here, 25 million in a continent and mm. 80, what, 85 million here? 60 mil. 60 mil? Really? Yeah, mate. Everyone, anyone who listens to this regularly knows that I'm on top of population. 60 mil here 60 and then mil. 1 million Australian backpackers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's taking up space. Um, yeah, it's just, and, and the audience, I, I think the Australian comedy industry, like venues pay yeah. for stuff. Whereas like here, generally giving the venue a cut because you're expected to make the money on the door. Like there's enough bodies in the room yeah. that you make your own money or they make yeah. it back on drinks. Because like, 
Yeah, man. Here, if you're doing a gig to less than a hundred people, yeah, the promoter apologizes to you. That's a, yeah. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah. I used to run shows in Australia, and I would feel pretty good if we had thirty. Yeah. I'd be like thirty, forty. I'd be like, yeah, this is good. We're looking alright. Mind you, I did a gig last night in London to ten people. And was stuff. it? It was. It was like it was new a, material kind of. No, no, it was a proper gig. Like really? I was supposed to get supposed to get paid. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, you never avoid that. Um, but you know these things happen every now and then. Yeah, I get that. I mean, that. You, yeah, it, w- it wasn't a massive comedy club. It was just like a, a new night being set up. But yeah, I mean, that, I think that's the interesting is. thing here because like there's so many comedians and so many nights. So there's actual like tears. There's yeah. like open mic. There's like pro new material. I mean, it's classic pro night. Oh, Cla- English. <laughs> it's classic English. Like, let's divide this into a class system, right? Yeah, and they fucking do it well. You got to give them some credit. They do. Oh man. What are your thoughts on like um like performing with different classes and stuff? Because I mean you perform mainly in 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 London which is, you know, a I mean, bit of a neutral territory. For me I reckon it's genuinely 50-50. I'm I'm yeah. north more than you'd think. Yeah. Um cuz that's the thing. I'm and willing north to go. Is traditionally you'd more say working, working class. class. Yeah. Yeah. Well like that's, you know, traditionally more working class, definitely less international. Like yeah. I think that's probably the biggest difference yeah. like they're from there they yeah. grew up there so like yeah like just the just the way that like in london if i talk about european people yeah like it's a real shorthand yeah because like they're like interacting with them every day yeah whereas in they the, walk on the right in, yeah <laughs> they do it fucking drives me crazy um but in the in the north if i'm like any european people the guy be like yeah and like where you're from and he's like england and the crowd's like way like that way <laughs> wait you didn't vote for brexit yeah <laughs> it's like it's quite that's the difference but like i don't know i i find it okay i find i was having this discussion the other day i think they don't take me that seriously because mm. i'm like a child in their eyes because even though i might be like 29 um i don't have kids yeah whereas like the majority of them do yeah. Like it shows like they've got kids, like they like they've got a family kind of thing. They've got like something serious. Yeah. And they're like, why is this boy having opinions? Yeah. Like I don't care what he thinks. Whereas in London, like, you know, nobody's got kids or a house. I've never I've never felt that though. I've never felt the I like I I, I completely understand what you mean. Mm. I had that more when I was doing sex related material and like t- you know, like doing teaching sex ed on stage through a comedy right. lens and i felt like oh who's this guy's you know doesn't have kids or anything i did feel like right i, I had to get the only authority i could stand on was because i was actual teacher in schools yeah, um, you had a qualification yeah um so i mean you know most stand-up you need to speak from some kind of authority yeah i mean i think or absolute ignorance Exactly. Yeah. Whereas like, I think my, you know, just, I think that's like stylistic as well. Cause like yeah. a lot of my stuff is like, here's what I think about this. Yeah. And like, that's just kind of, so it's easy and, to be like, uh, I there, don't care there what is he also about this. The fact that we're Aussie is like, there is, I mean, when, when an English person comes to Australian comments on Australian, yeah. Australian culture and stuff, you should do this. You go, why are you telling us what, what, how we should live? I disagree with that. Or I think I think we like it, and I think they like it too. If I talk about English shit, yeah. like if I'm like, you know what you guys are like, like the, my thing about like accents and the Welsh and shit, yeah, they love it. I mean that that's local references and stuff like yeah. that. I, I'm I'm talking about like if you're opinionated about Brexit and stuff. Like, I think the mo- 
the country that really personifies this is America. Yeah. Like if you if you start bagging on America's it, Americans can get quite defensive on yeah, it. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I think British people are awesome at laughing at themselves. Like better than Australians. Like I have a I have a yeah. joke where I just say in the joke, British people are ugly. Yeah. And they laugh. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. Just to be like, I mean, hey, you know it's you it's their whole comedy history and like all their comedy legends are like working class kind of well they're self-deprecating self-deprecating i don't know if it's working class because like yeah. the cambridge footlights man they're kind of like they're like a yeah, dynasty true. yeah it's true yeah and like, isn't that crazy that like australia's got nothing like that australia doesn't have i think the footlights you've got the law review the law review yeah they've got the That's law it. review which is like kind of bullshit but yeah. like cambridge footlights that was like 1800s like the late 1800s are their first performance yeah and like there's like a lineage but there. how does that I don't know because I haven't performed enough. How would the, how would a group like that go in like a really working class? <laughs> they fucking hate them. Like, well, see, this is what I mean. You've got <laughs> you've got different things for different audiences. Yeah, I've heard the the Manchester Comedy Store and the Frog and Bucket in Manchester. Yeah, if you are up with a posh London accent, they're like, get off. Like yeah. they, you got to really win them. Well, that it's yeah. Like you've re- like you have. I think to we're prove- okay because we've got the history of banter and we're. Like we do comedy from this battler kind yeah. of cla- like our mates kind of oh we're fine mentality. Like, they don't think we think we're above them at all. Yeah, even though I do. Like <laughs> <laughs> just like no, they they are like and, and the other one is like Scottish. Like Scottish can be very mean about a London person, but yeah. if you're Australian, they fucking love you. Yeah, like, so, I think Australian and the Scots have the closest humor. Absolutely, I agree. With I that think 100%. that's why you know like. Places like Gilded Balloon seem like an Australian embassy in Edinburgh because there's just so many Aussie acts over. In yeah, and Scotland. they're the Scottish one as well. Yeah. They do the majority of Scottish, whereas yeah. like uh, the Pleasance is mainly your Cambridge. Like interesting. It, yeah. In yeah. between the big four, I've started to learn these you nuances. Start noticing, and yet, and then you've got like Assembly seems to be like the big shows, like the extravaganzas yeah. and stuff. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, entertainment. And like Underbelly is a bit more alt. I yeah. think. Like, especially yeah. down in like Cargate and stuff. But yeah, it's just like, did you, did you think um, your time in the UK would have gone this well? Like, did you kind of... I had no idea. All I knew, and I'd said this to people is, I'm going to work my fucking ass off when I get yeah. here. And I knew, I, and like, I, I came in going, don't get distracted, just work, yeah. work. And when you get to those points where you feel like, God, I'm traveling four hours a day, di- four to six hours a day to these random gigs you're like that's the whole point you're here yeah and stuff no it's funny hey because like, i just had that the other week i was like man i just can't fucking keep this up mm. and like you know you got to start valuing yourself but at the same time yeah you came here to work because i was like i spent yeah, like 35 to... hours on buses in one week yeah and i was like fuck man but, but just, then like on in, in my circumstance like i'm doing a gig in romania what the f- like, yeah that's, that's who can say they've done that? Yeah, that's definitely been... I mean, most people here. <laughs> <laughs> most headline British comedians, yeah. Um, but no, actually, you're right. No, it's funny. Like, but as an Aussie, I'm just, I'm just proud. I'm proud and happy just to go along for the ride. Yeah, it's like, it's just crazy where it's like, oh, I just, you know, did 45 minutes in front of 200 people in Eindhoven. Yeah. I don't think that would happen. Like, yeah. I, I've been, yeah, I've kind of been really taken aback by how many opportunities there are here um, compared to Australia. I feel like they're more willing to let you give you a go here. 
like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, like the, the I, I just think there's so many more goes to give. So they, that's they have probably to be. true. Yeah. And like, yeah. just, just because there is actual money because like the clubs are full, like the ticket prices are high. Like there's an actual commitment to them. Sorry, from them to quality. Yeah. yeah. Like they're kind of like, no, you do the trial and you got to smash your 20. Like we don't put on shit because yeah, like there's money in this. Like, you know, it's like the glee. Like I, I did some gigs there, like paid stuff, like straight off the bat. And they went like, okay. And they're like, nah, you got six months before you come back. We got 500 seat venues. Unless wow. you're killing it, come on. Yeah. Like, what do we need you for? Have you seen the rest of the lineups? Who are you knocking off? That's like one of the yeah. famous phrases the um, the comedy store guy used to say. He's like, yeah. he'd take him into his office after you set and be like, who on that bill should you replace? It's wow. Just like, and it's like, yeah, fair enough. If, if this is That's the, the good thing about being a musical comic. <laughs> I know exactly who I should replace because <laughs> they only ever book one. <laughs> That would be the other musical comedian. <laughs> that's his spot I'm that's, taking. Well, that's another fun thing about being a musical comic here. Yeah. Is they always put you on last and the last usually gets the highest pay. <laughs> <laughs> Default headliner? Default yeah. headliner. That's fucking sick. Oh, man. Yeah, definitely like... I Yeah, because my visa runs out at the end of the year and like I don't know what will happen after that. Like yeah. I haven't made decisions. But like I... Yeah, I'm just trying to... In my head, I'm like, how do I... How, how am I going to maintain the lifestyle that you've become accustomed to over here? Yeah. In, in and not, not as in like but fancy shit, popping no, no. bottles. Lifestyles in like, I'm a professional comedian. Yeah. I work I I pay night. my rent off comedy. Yeah. And, and I, stuff. Like, I, I'm, I'm not a wealthy man by no stretch of the imagination. I'm yeah. struggling to pay rent most, most months. Absolutely. But it's... You know, in the first time in my life, I can say that I, I'm a full-time comic. Yeah. It's like, you where know? do you get your money? Well, that would be this one thing. Yeah. Like, Which is, it's, it's a nice feeling to have. And I think that was the thing that I didn't expect to happen. I thought I'd be teaching on the side and doing comedy. Right. Working my butt off kind of thing. I didn't expect within six months I'd be, go full-time. Yeah. Which is a really lovely I mean, it's the, it's the greatest compliment, right? Because it's yeah. like, no, like you literally, your value is being a comedian. And I think a half of that place is like whether you, you've got to value your time and your, your, yeah. you, you've, you've got to back yourself. Mm. Well, you that's, don't. yeah. I mean, that was me coming over here and being like, no, I'm not getting a job. Yep. People being like, oh, it might be easier. And I'm like, no. Yep. Because I looked into it initially. I was kind of scared. Yeah. Doing like some trivia hosting, work for trivia companies. Yeah. I got a very impressive trivia CV, all right? <laughs> if you're ever looking for a trivia host, I'm overqualified. Great. But I just, I held out and I got through the hard bits and then now it's, it's all right. Yeah. Still poor. This, this time last week, I had six pounds in my bank account. Yeah. I, I mean, like, I, was, I was doing, I was in a five-star hotel in Turkey and I had four quid. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Can I put this buffet in my carry-on? <laughs> I want to take this home. Oh, man. Yeah. That's, that's the craziest thing about it all. It's just, I mean, it's the hole that we were talking about. Yeah. You, got, you just the you hole, get through that and then it's and okay. And then, you know, you get money and you're like, oh, sweet. Roger for the next fest. Oh, yeah, <laughs> dude, just dumping those registration fees. You're like... <laughs> I gotta pay a producer. No, no. Um, yeah, it is, it is just funny. Like, are you planning on staying forever? Is that like where you're at right now? I mean, like, let's ride this baby out. I, 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 I can't foresee myself. 
Like, I don't know what would happen when I moved back to Australia. Yeah. Like, I would love to be able to make a, a living doing comedy in Australia. I just don't know if that's possible at this point in my career yet. Yeah, and like, do any of these credentials, like, do any of these things that I've hard-earned over here, does Name any of that translate? Anything. Yeah. Like, I put them on a piece of paper, like, look! And they're just like, so? So, yeah, like, Five Star Scotsman, what's that? Yeah. Like... Is that like the advertiser? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> City Morning Herald? Like, yeah. It's like, they don't... Hey. They... Uh, yeah, it's it, it won't translate. To people in the know, maybe, but... Yeah. No, because yeah. I'm just kind of like, okay, so I can like headline over here. So I guess that means like I'm a, I'm a headline comic in Australia. And it's like, probably not. Yeah, no. Like, oh, you haven't been here for two years. Yeah. <laughs> what do you, what do, you I, do? What are you doing again? Can you do a seven unpaid? No. Yeah. <laughs> no, I can't. So yeah, that's my thing with Australia. Like if I can make it work, you know. Yeah. I'd, I'd, Would I'd, you prefer to live there? I don't, I don't know. I feel like this, a lot of my life is now set up over here. I've got a lot of good close friends a lot mm. of my people that were my close friends in australia have moved over to that outside the comedy world yeah are here as well now so um it's i really like australia's family and and you know like yeah that kind of idea of home yeah that's that where i see of, i was australia. that comfort the comfort yeah yeah because I, mean, I know how it works it's just like talking to you you're an aussie and that's why Aussies always hang out together. And so, because <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's shorthand. It's it easy. is. It is shorthand. That's why the Australian shows are so nice to perform at. Yeah, that was so Because you can good. just... Yeah. You can just say shit and they get it. You can... Like, ma- you can... <laughs> just quick banner, like go out for a dart and everyone's like, I know what that means. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's funny. Because I mean, yeah, I, I don't know because like, I've got my girlfriend and stuff and that, mm. that, you know, her work and what she wants obviously affects things. Yeah, because it's not the fifties. I wish <laughs> it was. So much easier. Uh, but yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm just kind of like I don't know. I mean, you're coming to a point in your career like I don't I don't know how the how it's been going with your special and mm. stuff like that. But comedy might be taking a different turn for you. You might be doing things online, and yeah. that might be where you're making your money. So well, that's the thing in Australia. It seems like YouTube is like really yeah. probably option A. Yeah. It's like, hey, can you make can you make online Alex content? Williamson, yeah. Alex right. Williamson, Isaac yeah. Butterfield, Neil Kahaka. Yeah. Like they're you know, they're the ones who are making money. Yeah. I've hung out with famous comedians in Australia and they're all YouTube guys. They're the yeah. ones who get stopped in the street. Yeah. Like, not fucking Well, that's I think what I have my kind of plan for the year is to get through Edinburgh yeah. and then I am going to try and drop three albums at one time. And wow. then and then make money off all this music I've written. Yeah, and stuff. But I, I mean, it's I need that time and space to record. Like I will, it will be home recordings and stuff. Like, cause I've got, I've got the right gear now. Oh, cause it's like, taken years to get the right gear and the the skills to be go. Oh, I can do this now. Yeah, can musical comedy you do that without an audience when you do an album? I didn't it, even think about that. I mean, you just do With, the uh, songs. Yankovic. Yeah, you just do the you songs. do the songs. People listen to them. You can put them on Spotify. Great. I would d- probably do the exact same track that you done. Put them on Amazon Music, Spotify. Yeah, yeah, easy. That. I mean, and if I can make some money out of that as a you know buffer. Yeah. You know, just that passive rolling income. In- yeah, pa- that's it. That's what passive income. Passive on income. The um, that would be the ideal situation moving forward yeah who knows if i lose a ton of money in <laughs> might not be possible one one last thing because this has been a long chat it's been a great chat it's a great chat but a long chat if you could do anything differently coming here 
Wow. Okay. What would you do? Was there is there anything that you'd change, or do you think you've hold nailed on to, it? Hold on to my passport. <laughs> <laughs> passport in the pocket, number one. <laughs> Step one. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh. I mean. I I think I in in my early few days doing more of those trial spots. Yeah. I think just signing up for because those. now I'm you know I'm a year in. Mm. Now I need to. I now I'm thinking of oh I gotta do those spots because they're, they're, there's they're like little milestones in every co- comedian's career. Is like do the comedy store. Never done the comedy store. Yeah. Kind oh, of you thing. haven't done a trial there yet. I haven't done a trial there yet. Okay. So maybe that. I mean, as a comic coming to the UK, that's what I would like. Yeah. You like that club? You gotta you gotta nail it. Yeah. Have get have your your stuff ready. Mm. For when when it's go time is what I'd say. Yeah. So just yeah. like you like you wish you kinda of come in with that ten minutes that yeah. you're just like, I've got this fucking killer ten, I'll trial anywhere, let's go. Yeah. Let's just let's just get into that. Yeah, yeah. I mean it would just be an added kind of element to the work over here. Yeah. And you, so. it just another string to your bow. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, um and like I've done enough rooms and different crowds now that I feel like I could do I could go into any comedy club. Mm. And do do a decent job. Yeah. But, but you know. are, you, are you glad you kind of waited? Because like that means you haven't burnt the Bridge, bridges, you know? I haven't like, burnt the bridges yet, yeah. And then I can come in with a little bit more, Yeah. you know, like this, oh, well, I've done this, this, and I've done all these festivals in the UK. Yeah, so like their can, expectations will it's be not just It's not just like, oh, this guy's in town and he wants to get up. Kind yeah, of thing. I get you. He's committed to it. Yeah, I think that's like... Yeah, I, I think maybe I would have had like a harder run at Edinburgh first time around. But at the same time, I just didn't have a show. Yeah. like So it would have been a bit of a waste of money. Like if I just was like, you know, I, I didn't know what Edinburgh was until I moved here and realized, as you said, it's, it's an industry huge. showcase. Yeah. You're a mannequin in a window. Yeah. That's what it's about. Like cool that you got crowds who like it, but it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really translate to even money. Yeah. E- even if you, s- I know comics, I won't say who, but like who sold out the entire run and owed money. Yeah. And it's, that's not uncommon. <laughs> yeah. It because happens. I mean like the, the posters, flyers, all, all every expense yeah. adds up. All the bells and whistles. All the bells and whistles. And even if you're grossing like eight grand still. I've always said Edinburgh is comedy uni though. You, yeah. You, you throw 20 grand down <laughs> the drain for three years and you, by the end you come out ready to work. Yeah. With all it. the skills that you need. I mean, yeah, that's like pretty much exactly Uni. how it's worked for you. Yeah. yeah. You've come out with your degree. Five N- stars, baby. Yeah. High distinction. <laughs> Sign me up. Um, yeah. I think, yeah, the, the one I would say it's like, if you're here before you move here, yeah, just do some trial spots then. Like, I think ah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's kind of the advice I've given a few people. Just like, get your tens in. Like, yeah. you know, just maybe feel the crowd. Edinburgh, yeah. working illegally but like you know i don't think it's if you don't get paid fuck don't it. get paid it's yeah. not you just um yeah and just like and then when you are going to move here you can be like hey remember that trial spot that you love give me a trial weekend and then maybe you can yeah. minimize the hole yeah like that that gap when you're really struggling <laughs> yeah yeah maybe anyway man grab your say thank you man lovely chat it's been lovely to jack off with you <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea what we've been doing under this desk uh, it's been it's been wild I've never been more aroused by a pineapple. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, <laughs> context. Context. <laughs> Dan always says I look like a pineapple. It's because he does. It, only when I put my hair up. It's true. Yeah. And it's because you're very guarded. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where can people find you? Um, I am doing a few shows. So Brighton Fringe coming up, 28th of... Um, May to 2nd of June. Hopefully I'll get this out by then. Apologies if I don't. That's all right. Uh, uh, Greater Manchester Fringe, July 1. Lovely. Uh, 19th and the 20th of July, King's Head Theatre in London. Here we go. And all of August in Edinburgh. What's the show called this year? Uh, Grant Bouzet, Touche Bouzet. Touche Bouzet. And where is it this time? Guild Balloon? Yeah, Guild Balloon Stand at low. their new room called Patahoos. That's cool. Yeah. And your Twitter, Instagram? At Grant underscore Bouzet. It's spelt abuse like abuse without the a <laughs> <laughs> lovely joke all right the way we end this thing you say cheers mate cheers mate fucking natural grandpa say nailed it all right that was my chat with grant Bousset. Uh, i think you guys will have enjoyed it, especially if you are an Australian comedian thinking of coming over uh, and, you know, seeing the different ways you can do it. I had no idea that Grant did so few of the clubs. Like, I just kind of assumed he was there because that's one thing in the UK versus Australia. You can not see someone working forever and it's awesome. In Australia, like if you're from the same city as someone uh, and they're like, professional or semi-professional as a comedian you will see them every night if not every second night it's a bit claustrophobic a bit fishbowly uh but over here you can you know see someone three nights in a row then not see them again for three years i've had other like older comedians that i've worked with just be like holy shit how long has it been and i'm expecting them to say like you know a couple of months six months They're like oh i think like 2012 it's like jesus these guys are just yo-yoing up and down the country uh, every night. Because in the UK, there are pretty much gigs every single night. I mean, it's a Wednesday right now. And I'm shooting off to a pro show in a town that I've never heard of. And even when I'm in the town, I will still not have heard of it. That is the kind of town I'm going to. And everyone on that bill is a professional. And it's a Wednesday. So that is just the sheer number of shows on. Uh, i got to say... Like just having been in the US, like it's interesting how quickly you change. Like I definitely feel felt in the US, I felt like a UK comedian with an Australian accent doing shows and I had to kind of readjust to American people because they are not used to the accent, they're not used to the pace, uh, they have no idea what the European Union is. Um, not that they really need to, I guess. Like I, I didn't know... Well, I knew what the European Union was. Right? I'm not going to do that thing where I'm like, no, Americans are great. They're not They're not dummies at all. They are a little bit dummies when it comes to Europe. But I think as Australia, we've just got a position in the world where we spectate, you know? like We kind of keep up on everything because we're kind of away. We're like a spectator in all the global things. So we kind of have a rough idea of everything that's going on. But we have no idea how it feels. Is that deep? I don't know. I'm running late for a bus, but if you enjoy the Union Jackoff, make sure you get around us on Twitter at the Union Jackoff. You get in touch with me at Dan Muggleton. If you message me, I promise you I will reply. And if you're an Australian comedian thinking of coming over to the UK and you've got more questions, get around our social media and ask them there. I will do my best to answer them 
on next week's podcast. All right, team, good to hear from you. Hope you're having a good one. If you enjoy the podcast, chuck us five stars on iTunes. Get around my special and Amazon Prime. And that is it. The plugs are over. The episode's over. I'm catching my bus. All right, cheers. Bye. Bye.